0: I'm to pee in Knox's butt.
1: Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage. In? In the sunny Santa Cruz, California. Is that
2: sunny Santa yeah. Cruz style? Sunny yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah.
1: California. Okay, Shane. Yeah, sunny. Yeah. Where everything is beautiful and it smells like dead rat.
2: Oh God, that thing was it? that was a rat was
3: awful. That was, was disgusting. It was a possum. I
1: think it was a possum. Mm. Unfortunately, they sometimes die in the garage. <laughs> look like a weasel. As one did. As one did. <laughs> this smell was but incredible. But we we'll get into that. Hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I had breakfast in New Jersey. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Shana, Shana and Eugene. And I made it here for the podcast. Um, there's going to be people coming in late, so it's just going to be a constant just kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. But the people who showed eat. up on time, let's give them some credit. We've got knock.
4: What's up? <laughs> you must um, put some water in that damn shit. <laughs>
5: uh, what?
4: It's on Friday. Every time I'm in the kitchen. You in the kitchen in the goddamn refrigerator,
5: (laughs) goddamn
1: refrigerator, (laughs) eating all anyone eating all the food. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right, and of course, running the board tonight—it's Bagel.
6: Welcome to the Dead Possum Emporium for all of your dead possum needs.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Prophylactics and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you—that's so messed up, dude. That is so terrible. (laughs) Ancient secrets, man—you don't know about the ancient. It's like ancient Chinese secret use prophylactic in (laughs) dead weasel body
1: and holding court on the classic girl couch like a queen (laughs) on her throne it's Miss Emma
2: well I tried to tell you so yes I did but I guess you didn't know as the saddest story goes baby now I've got the flow is this about your period? Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You know what that is, darling.
1: And uh, sitting in gym seat, which might be a problem in a few minutes, it's, it's Brandon. Brandon. Boffin central, you know what, you know what? Kiss a gin- That's
3: what that's what I sounded like when I when no, we you found that like thing. A boff, darling.
2: <laughs> Kiss a ginger. Twenty five cents. No, fifty. Fifty. Well,
1: Inflation. do we got a twofer deal going here.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you haven't graduated to fifty cents yet, darling. Oh. No, the two of them. are like n- okay. twofer.
1: More manscaping.
2: Yes, twofer. That's yeah. right. Yeah, a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a twofer for fifty cents. <laughs> like Nineteen g- twenty
3: three okay. prices. So this so is this is me, Bagel, and Miss Emma. Yes, darling. For 50 cents that sounds about this good. It's, it's a yeah. ginger double header if you will. Wow. Oh my god.
4: Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. All right, that's that's definitely 1923 <laughs> prices. Because
1: this is getting out of control. Let's talk about something better.
2: Yeah.
4: So, like, so you know, the we, dead
1: possum Oh yeah,
2: it was dripping. Oh. So here's the deal. So, um, oh, so first of all, thank oh, you, was nasty.
1: thank you to Knock and Miss Emma for opening the garage. As I said, I was not here. I was on the East Coast.
4: I, uh, oh, it's a pleasure, darling. I had the nerve to roll up and say, Emma, you're early.
2: Uh, <laughs> so no, it's a, no the uh, the source of complaint from you, Knock, this morning. <laughs> so I'm tinkering around inside the, and turning things on and making mm-hmm. sure everything. Putting and, shit up. and putting shit up. And Nock shows up and he obviously sees the KTM and he goes, Oh, Liza. And I go, No, it's me. And he goes, Oh. <laughs> 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 That's the source of complaint. I'm sorry, oh, I was no. such a disappointment to you, Nock. Get used to it. Oh God. <laughs> no, oh, and God.
1: As, as usual, I I am. <laughs> I checked in on the uh, the cameras, I'm like, oh, I wonder if not open. I checked in on the cameras and I saw Emma sitting in, it was in the garage, me.
5: Her we flipping Liza through a her magazine. I'm like, "Well,
1: okay, good. I'm glad I <laughs> I reached out to both of them. I knew I was covered one way or the other. But you know what? Neither of you were the first one here. Mm. Oh, no.
5: The
2: dead possum. <laughs> well, besides the dead possum, long before.
1: Who, by the way, the dead possum. I can't believe you guys were here all day and no one actually went to seek it out. You only complained about the smell. <laughs> you know how easy it was to find. It was underneath. <laughs> you moved one shelf. It was, it was underneath the the dead possum hanging above it <laughs> on display. <laughs> it to much, like,
3: this is the moving. dead possum corner.
1: I think it <laughs> is. Like God. whales have a certain cove. They go to die. Ooh. Yeah. I think this is it. But
3: Recycle ah, garage ah. where possums go to die. <laughs>
1: I was told at 10 a.m. that we had our first visitor waiting by the gate to be let in. Oh, mm, that's wow. right. Right, And I think we should, I guess, it may be premature, but I'm going to announce it. Because, you know, we all miss Bosley coming out it, there. He's with us. Yes, Bosley, he would run out there and visit everyone, right? He's so... Once... I was so not going to say, he's so dumb. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, we have a new shop dog. We do so, indeed. And uh, it's the neighbor's dog, a little chihuahua. Little. So... Yeah, fortunately. It's like um, a
4: chihuahua mixed with a minpin and maybe a German shepherd. <laughs> yeah, we don't exactly know what it is. So but it is invading. not a
6: nervous chihuahua. It's a so, thingy.
1: It's, a, her, it's, a, big, thingy it's a very hungry
4: chihuahua. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, in keeping things going here, when, when the uh, building was sold and turned into apartments, we had to uh, make our footprint a lot smaller and not bother the tenants but I was able to ask the neighbors who's a veterinarian um, if we could knock a, put a, a gate in between our fences and use their parking lot because they're not open on sundays and they said sure
5: mm-hmm.
1: and there's a tenant above the veterinarian who's the like um you know off hours watches all the animals there she's got these two little chihuahuas who have started taking advantage of the open fence
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: coming through to check stuff out mm-hmm. and i've always been kind of skittish as chihuahuas are but but little has finally discovered like this is the most funnest place. And now hey, Teresa loves me. Let's here. little the little chihuahua makes come and hang out and this is two weekends in a row where she spent the whole day here yeah. little
4: little has a partner which is a smaller dog they call jack interestingly yeah. enough yeah yeah Little's course, the big But I, I, yeah. Thought, I thought it
1: was so cute she said yeah i let the dogs out to pee and little just went and sat down by the gate and i had to like oh. drag her away and we had to keep checking every 20 minutes until <laughs> someone showed up so i can let her come over wow, wow. <laughs> So it's really nice to have a um, uh, you know another four-legged companion hanging
4: yeah, out that here. That dog mm. loves biker trash. <laughs>
5: <liked. She laughs> Maybe she
4: Emma was saying that she was biker trash in her la- uh, previous life. That dog. well, no,
2: I I I really feel that she is a she's an old biker chick who has <laughs> been in limbo for a while and has come back as a little chihuahua mm-hmm. and wants to hang out with us. Yep. she's clearly drawn. To bikers of all types, you know. <laughs> I'm sure in a previous life she was riding around on a Z1 in Mexico City in the mid '70s. That's well, know.
1: True. <laughs> That's what you see on a Z1. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. I mean, you know, I th- I think so. I <laughs> think she had friends that
6: had mullets too. Yeah, probably. You know, <laughs> know, as long as there's cronyism involved. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> but as I said, I wasn't here, so um, I want to get uh, a c- catch up. So what was going on? What happened here in the garage today? Did I miss anything good?
4: Well, you know, same old shit, I guess. Emma started uh, making plates for your Goldwing project, right? Some uh, adapter plates for your uh, calipers?
7: Yes.
2: Oh, yes. So the original plan for the Goldwing is, um, for those of you who have been following my extremely slow progress, building a turbo wing um, and realizing that the standard, like, 37 millimetre forks are just wretchedly inadequate, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to put something a lot beefier on it. And originally I was going to put some old ZX9 forks on it, some upside-downers, but they're going to be way too short. So in the end I went for um, forks from a concourse. Mm. However, much as I like concourse forks, I do not like concourse calipers. So I'm using the big old four-pot... Calipers from oh. the ZX9s yeah, on the concourse better. legs. Run those goofy kind of uh. sliding calipers with the one big piston and the one smaller piston. No, and,
1: no, that makes sense because the the concourse is still older technology. Right, exactly. Like, like but 1985 it, but it calipers. It has,
2: has got big, beefy forks on yeah. it. So um, it'll do. Um, cool. And they look kind of good because they're hanging down really, really low on the, on the discs. And um, can,
1: can we get into this for a second? Because this is something um, I've never done. I've never figured out how to mount different calipers
0: mm-hmm.
1: to forks. So what is involved with mating two things together that aren't pre-aligned?
2: Usually making a plate of some description. Mm-hmm. What
1: kind of thickness is this plate? Well, it depends what you make it out of.
2: Um, Let's yep. say aluminum. Aluminium, to darling. Thick aluminum, darling. Aluminum. Aluminum. So what you've got to think if you're mounting a brake out mm-hmm. of aluminum, mm-hmm. you should really think about what the OEM manufacturers thought of the strength of aluminum. Mm-hmm. I would, <coughs> I would suggest to mount a caliper, especially a big caliper Mm -hmm. you'd probably want half inch
6: thick aluminum okay depending on on what you use though because you could get away with probably a quarter inch billet though because
2: yeah i mean billet if it's
6: it's machined you know if if it's machined probably
2: but you don't want any deflection at all yeah
6: i've got i've got quarter inch hardened
2: steel on mine Mm -hmm. which was quite interesting to drill so
1: how did you cut that
2: uh i flame cut it oh
1: ah okay because, yeah. you know, for somebody looking to do this kind of a project, mm. I mean... And usually machine shops.
2: When, I mean, if once you get into a certain thickness of metal, it becomes so labor-intensive to try and cut it yourself.
5: Uh-huh, if you've yeah.
2: got a friendly machine shop in your town, and it's... <coughs> I'm a huge advocate of CAD, that is mm. cardboard-assisted <laughs> templates... And so, you know, if you make what you want out of cardboard and get the dimensions exactly right, and then just hand it to... And I want this out a quarter inch still. Most shops will be quite mm-hmm. reasonable with that. All
1: right, so basically, if you have the two mounting holes on the fork legs... Yes. Yep. So you're creating a plate and you're just going to um, extend out the mounting points...
2: Or, in my case, down.
1: Okay, so you're, mm-hmm. so you're dropping them down. So, because you can realign the caliper as long as it's yeah, centered, can, it can...
2: Y- you can realign it. Yeah. But it's... Um, okay. I There were various choices that were available to me i could have cut the original mounting lugs off the caliper and then welded on aluminum to the caliper oh. that's step one hmm. um the the kind of clamping effort i would need to stop actually twisting the caliper with the heat would have been interesting so i decided to go against that and so really i just cheated and it's gonna it's it's might look a little bit hokey i'm gonna have bolts on the fork leg, as you'd expect, and bolts on the caliper. So each caliper has four bolts holding it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I can pull it off without. You know, the the Gold Wing is not a pretty bike by any stretch of the imagination. It's very visceral and very mechanical, and the execution of it hopefully will be quite pretty. But it is not an inherently pretty yeah. thing. What um, about what about the other things? Uh,
3: are what it doesn't have in beauty or prettiness, does it have in like the handling and uh comfort? It's got gold paint.
5: Yeah, <laughs> i mean, no I mean it's it's it
3: it's
2: it's, it's it's a thing. It's gonna it's a thing. It's it's, a, it's definitely a thing, Brandon. Um, it
4: plays uh, Ariel speedwagon. I mean
2: <laughs> my argument to you is the goosey is not an inherently pretty bike. It's not what it's not what yours? Yes, I wouldn't it's call it gorgeous. That, yeah, but I wouldn't call it pretty. It's Burley. Yeah, okay. All right, mm-hmm. I get it.
1: Um, hey, real quick, I want to say another person has joined us and it's Eddie. Say hi, everyone. Eddie. No, not Eddie. Sorry. Tell me your name again.
7: Daniel. Daniel, sorry. <laughs> you were thinking. <laughs> Daniel, I, Danny. Yeah, I was with him. Right, oh yeah.
1: No, uh. so you were here like a year over a little yeah, over a year ago. ago. Right. Yeah. And
2: I had met Danny in the Bay Area doing factory oh, ducati training, training. Oh, that's yeah. right and um it truthfully and we can say this now because it's long over and i i suspect half of the our fellow classmates are no longer in the industry yeah. but it was an extremely dull
7: class except for two of us <laughs> it was pretty much just me and emma working on bikes <laughs>
1: um i wanted to say something about the Goldwing. here's my assessment when you take a bike like The like the concourse project I'm doing, or the Goldwing, yes, you're starting with a bike that is a functional touring bike, right? It's that's it's just meant for like comfort and durability, yes. When you strip it down to nothing, yes, you're left with a beast, yes. Now you're working with a beast and you have to tame that beast, right? Or you
2: don't have to tame it, and that's the point. I'm trying to make but, with a Goldwing. Right. When you look at that bike, you're going to think, that is a beast.
1: Right. That's what, that's what you and see that's, when you that's see these. that's what I'm
2: aiming for. Yes.
1: Exactly. When you see a bike like that, you're just mm-hmm. seeing a beast. Mm-hmm. Just a giant engine. And that's what you're trying to, to work with. So it is kind of interesting because it fully fared... You don't go. That's a beast.
2: No, right. I mean, generally, Goldwings yeah. have the. They're about as menacing as a mm-hmm. Care Bear.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> to take
2: as a Care Bear's reclining chow, uh, couch. Right. Very, exactly. Very large Care so Bear. if you take something that you know is about as menacing as My Little Pony, and then try and Ruining turn, bike. and then turn it into something that it's inherently not, it's it's right. quite an interesting thing. Oh, um, wait, so you're going to make this like super burly like you did with a, your Goosey then? Well, you know, well. I parked it next to the Goosey uh-huh. the other day in the garage. And I was kind of looking at them. And I'm like, damn, that Goldwing's burly. <laughs> it, it makes the it makes the Goosey actually look quite tame. No it's kidding. a lot kind of mm. squatter. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, especially head on. Uh huh. I've always maintained the money shot of the Guzzi for me is looking at it from straight behind. Yep. Because yep. mm. you get that beautiful round tail light, mm-hmm. and you see the cylinder sticking out, mm-hmm. and you you kind of see it more from behind than you do at the yeah, front. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So the that's angle. the money shot. From the front, it's 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 a big burly bike. Mm but it's very tame compared with the wing. Mm-hmm. So the wing's running different rubber for a start. It's running big fat radial rubber. Okay. Whereas the, the Gozi is still on bias plies. Mm-hmm. The engine is flat as opposed to in a V, so the engine's wider mm-hmm. and it's actually sitting a lot lower. I've got this thing is very very low. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I've I might have to raise it up a bit because the intercooler's going to be cr- Pretty much scraping on the ground. Oh, I've got to so find any, some, any little bump, and it's. Any little bump, and that's my intercooler gone. Gotcha. Cool. So I've <laughs> got to try and figure something out, and I've got nowhere else but put it. I've just. Mm. I've run out of real estate. Mm. So it's. If you imagine, I've got a front wheel, and then just a lot of frigging plumbing. Gold yeah. and yeah. just Gs. stuff that doesn't make any sense to anybody, including me. And okay. Then a back wheel. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then that's kind of it, um, but so I've run out of real estate and I don't know what to do with it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's where it's gonna. Out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. So I might, I might kind of oosh, mm-hmm. jack it up a bit. But yeah, oh. so it's it's a it's beastly. It's,
1: and here's the thing: when I say tame the beast, and I'll I'll even use my triple as an example, because when I got that, it was oh, that's a
2: beastly. It too. was a.
1: It was a touring bike. It wasn't right. you know, a beast. And then you take all the weight off. Now you kind of left with this, <sighs> yeah, this beast. Yeah. And yeah. then you <laughs> update suspension and 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 braking. You're. T- this is what I mean by taming. Yes. You're making a giving the bike better control. I mean, you've ridden. Knock you, ridden the trouble. It is yes, just. It's, it's a, a fun, fun, bike. fun.
3: Which one is bike. the trouble
1: out there? The yellow bike that I never take out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, but the point being, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing more of the Goldwing. Conversions, of course, you see the crappy uh cafe racers, but I'm starting to see more of the Goldwing as the 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 decision to use that right. as, as the bike to I'm start with
4: because it's a lot less cooler it, well, than all the other bikes. But, <laughs> but it's a, it's like, a less bigger cool, challenge. It is a, start. It, it is a yeah. bigger challenge,
1: and I'm
2: I'm kind of throwing a lot of caution to the wind with this because there's a lot of cafe rel- racer elements. To mine mm-hmm. but i'm using the oem bars which on a gold wing are just really tall and really wide mm-hmm. and i am absolutely determined to use the the oem dog dish turn signals uh what year is this 76 oh shit so there's a lot of original design elements i'm leaving on the bike but i'm introducing a lot of new ones as well it's a it's a, an extremely odd looking thing
1: well, I want to just... I want I just want to segue from here, because one of the topics tonight...
3: It's a great segue.
1: ...was uh, personalizing bikes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring it up because this happens to me time and time again. Uh, here in the garage are just people that I encounter who get a bike, an affordable bike, usually. Um, they're newer to riding, usually. They don't yet have the wrenching skills, and they usually buy an affordable bike. And then... Um, What happens is they want to personalize it. (laughs) And you can have a perfectly functional bike and by personalizing, they're going to, oh, take off hey, the Jim. fairings, or...
5: Right.
1: Oh, thanks. I was going to wait till he was on
5: mine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, Jim's here. Jim's here. Turn this shit Bye, on, son. But um, <laughs> the
1: problem I have is when people come to me with a bike that's perfectly fine, and they want to start cutting stuff and removing stuff and doing stuff that's cool, and I say, yeah, but you're going to reduce the function and the, val- and the value. Right, right. So don't do it. But this is it. the
3: American dream.
1: But I also know... I. Like, I don't look at the, the personalizing and the reason for it and the pride that somebody has on what they're doing. So I wanted to discuss personalizing do and don't. You know do it. It's as simple as that. And maybe maybe even go into
6: some of the reasons why people want to do it in the first place. Because they're they're dumb?
1: Because fuck you, that's
6: why. (laughs) Some of the reason. Some of the personalizations are
3: pretty awful. Some of them are really, really sick, though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all depends.
1: Well, also, I mean, we encounter this all the time. Somebody gets a Decent looking stock CB750 Are you going to encourage them to turn it into a cafe racer or a brat? If
2: that's what they want Oh, really? Yes, really (laughs) No, I'm not I'm I'm all for it And this is from somebody You know I build high dollar restorations Which have to be stock to the tiniest bolt The tiniest washer If you put the wrong frigging washer on the engine mounts on a Norton Commando, you're not going to win first place in the Concord Elegance and the world's going to stop turning. <laughs> so there is a place for that kind of bike. Mm-hmm. There is a place for every kind of bike. But if you buy a $1000 CB750 twin cam and you want to make it your own, do it.
1: Oh, a twin cam, sure.
2: What about or even and
0: a $1000.
1: But ten $1000. No, but I'm talking about um, there is definitely a line that is that you cross. And I'll look at a bike and I'll say there's too much original stuff, there's too much um, like it's it's worth more in its original state. Leave it. You know? Yeah but there's more um, than the actual Inherent
2: value of the bike It's it's the value to you value. You see the thing is we have a, We've already established we have a very different Relationships with our bikes mm-hmm. than car drivers have right. I mean in the old days In the 70s you remember Liza Everyone customised their cars First thing you did with your Dodge Duster Is you pull the scrawny back wheels off And you put like 10 oh by man, 15 Dodge Duster. On, You know And white leather tyres and everyone You know
1: because that's what you but, did back then But what did you do to your Stanley Steamer
2: Right Oh <laughs> Well I, I converted it to rum and paraffin Darling uh, <laughs> Those days are largely gone Yeah, there are still people who customize cars But it's not as prevalent as it was I mean, most people just buy a car as a means of transport And tra-la-la We have a very different relationship with bikes And if you've got the wherewithal If you've got the deep enough pockets to buy a ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollar bike, chances are you haven't got much incentive to customize it. But we're talking about something else. We're talking about people who are just starting off, who maybe haven't got very deep pockets and you wanna make your bike your own. And the easiest thing for a lot of people to do is change the colour.
4: Stickers. Or just or take (laughs) off the turn signals. Plastic (laughs) dip.
5: You
1: know? Well, there are things that you can undo. Like plastic dip you can undo, changing turn signals you can undo.
5: (laughs) But um, like
1: I'll find I'll find that somebody will buy a two thousand dollar ninja. Right. Right. Like like Knox.
4: I got. I got. Mine was eleven $1, hundred bucks. I know yours
1: came <laughs> missing plastics, but then, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, we can look at Micah who got that FC six and took all the plastics off. She liked it better, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> and I, I think people feel the need to personalize. Mm-hmm. And can, mm-hmm.
2: can we get segue into something right now? And it's very pertinent. Sure. It's a very quick Emma's history.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. Here we
2: go. Street fighters.
1: Hmm. Oh okay, I know where you're going, let's do so, it. So Street Fighters
2: <laughs> were actually born in Nottingham. What? Mm. Street Fighters were born in Nottingham. The in, category of bike. In yes. the mid eighties. Yeah, okay. year. And right. mid eighties. Okay. And make sense. they were born pretty much out of one bike.
1: <gasps> Wait, can I guess? Go on. Inter No, GPZ. No. Interceptor.
2: No. Oh. Gixxer. Oh, okay. The original slabby Jixa. Yeah. And what was happening is um, Suzuki did extremely well with that bike. Mm-hmm. And they sold a, a lot, lot of lot them. Of them. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: And the insurance companies got very, very wise to it very, very quickly. Back then, you only had really one or two choices with the insurance company. And Norwich Union were a huge player back then and they got wise to it and they became quite difficult to insure very very quickly and you could insure them but you couldn't insure them for comp and collision so they said yeah you know you're 19, 20 years old, we'll allow you to insure one of these things, but we're not going to cover you for collision. So the next thing is you're involved in a bump, you smash up the fairings, which are very very expensive. Mm -hmm. Now you've got a choice. You can either spend a lot of money to replace the OEM fairings, which not many many people could. This is long before Mm -hmm. shark skins, long before anybody was doing OEM stuff. You can ride around with smashed up fairings, well nobody wants that, or you can take all the fairings off and the bent handlebar, the bent Mm clip-on, and probably a smashed-up headlight. Or, in the case of the Jixer, the headlight was twin headlights carried in a pod behind the fairing. So you take all the headlights off, you replace the smashed clip-ons with a conventional handlebar that sits on a top yoke. And you've got a decent-looking bike.
1: And let's clarify what a Street Fighter is.
2: A Street Fighter is a naked sport bike with flat handlebars and so if you take a slabby and when when I say a slabby it is a generation 1 Gixxer 750 or 1100 and you take the fairing off and you put flat handlebars on it it's a perfect s- street fighter and that's exactly how the thing was born so here's the history hole they were born in mid mid 80s and it's always, it was around the Midlands but the epicentre was always credited as Nottingham Um if anybody knows any better, please let me know. But that's the information I was given a long time ago. But Do, do they still have that sheriff? Yes. Oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He steals from the poor and gives to the rich. Little he no fact, go. he
1: rode a Jixer. But <laughs> yes, but
5: his
2: fairing was
1: intact.
5: Because was he wearing an eight-ball jacket? It
1: was a horse named Jigsaw, of course. Yeah, yeah. So why Gixer, is this permanent? Yeah, can so talk and have a customizing the trend...
2: Yeah has become so enduring. The manufacturers themselves copy it. And I mean, nobody... Whether you like modern triumphs or not, nobody does street fighters like triumph. So I'm nobody. Curious.
0: So you mentioned like 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 the pragmatic sense, like oh, it's going to cost me a bunch of dough to put fairings back on this thing. I could just strip it, make it look tough.
2: Well, you but know, I'm these are working class men,
0: boys and girls. They didn't have the money to do it. But I'm wondering how, like, you know, you'll go through a phase where this is popular, and then there's a counterculture counterculture thing to it. And I'm wondering. So you had the Craig Vetter '70s big wind jam Am right? Yeah, it was plastic. never
2: quite as popular in England as America, simply because we don't didn't do the distances that you guys. C- but do. I'm
0: curious if if the Street Fighter thing could have been a backlash from all these big, huge plastic, you know, you know, 70s, 80s bikes, and they're gonna we're gonna go the other direction.
2: It, I mean, it was certainly a revelation. The Jigsaw was a revelation. Because it was so different to anything else on the but, market. But
1: I can answer that, because the bikes that, most of the bikes like that you're putting better fairings on were built as a naked bike that you were then adding stuff to. Right. Now we are into the 80s where these are sport bikes that are not meant to be naked and right. look odd because they have hoses and bits sticking I, out.
2: I can't totally tell you how tanks. pivotal the 80s were in motorbiking culture. If you look at 1980 and 1990, it's a different fucking planet. Yeah. Well, it's oh a yeah, completely different perfor- Performance-wise. By 1990, yeah. you're running radials, you're running 17s, you're running f- fully floating front discs, probably 320s. You're mm-hmm. running four-pot calipers. Everything that we've got now mm-hmm. was right there at the end of the the 80s yeah so i mean you petrol
3: bikes have been pretty much the same on those yeah they've
2: been refining it i mean liza will tell you having just gotten back from la Mm -hmm. with me basically riding a 90 an early 90s bike Mm -hmm. it's plenty fast it does everything but they are a bit porky they're a bit heavy
1: Mm -hmm. it's got Um, a big butt it's got a
2: big butt. <laughs> I cannot lie. <laughs> it, <it's laughs> I can like big butt. <laughs> but the basic, the basic mold was right there mm-hmm. in the late '80s, and the Gixxer was the bike that changed it. Mm-hmm. And if you see them now, they do look very old-fashioned, and the wheels are kind of wrong. They're 18 inch and not 17 inch. Mm-hmm. But the basic building blocks are are the same. If you look at bikes from 1983. Mm. And then you look at bikes from 84 and 85 when the slabbies came in. Mm -hmm. It was just such a huge shift. Mm. What's a slabby? A slabby is a generation one Jixxer G- seven hundred and fifty or eleven hundred. Okay, is that because the they're called 750- or what? No, they were called slabbies because the bodywork was just so slab sided. Ah, right. got it. And in fact, if you pull up a picture of one, particularly from the back, they are not good looking from the back. They're kind of mm. triangle. They're kind of Toblerone shaped. It yeah. was <laughs> behind when it It's really not good. a great looking bike, but it, yeah. it it was so different to anything. Were else. they um mm.
0: so first gen? Was it still good out of the, you know out of the box? so to speak, as far as... Well,
2: a lot of that stuff just came from racing. So that slab look came from, like, you
0: know... Yeah, uh, exactly. Racetrack I things. mean, mm-hmm. so.
2: back then, when they first came out... I was running a very, very highly tuned Gixxer Gix, GSX 1100, mm. and I thought it was the hot ticket. Mm-hmm. And a Gixxer 750 just made mincemeat of everything that was good about my bike. Mm. Really? That much smaller of a displacement was able to destroy it? Oh, just destroyed it. Okay. It had more power, less weight, it handled better, it braked better. It wasn't just the outright power. I mean, I, you know, I'd got a fairly highly tuned engine,
5: mm-hmm.
2: so I... Yes, I might have had a little more power, mm-hmm. but then you factor in the weight or lack thereof, and yep. the ability to break, and the ability to handle. Mm-hmm. It would they, that was it. Everything wow. became obsolete.
1: All right, I kind of like to go back to. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. but so here's the thing: customizing. <laughs> Ro- yeah, you know, and what you're talking about is exactly. Um, that's fine, because the expense to right. to put something back to original is too great, and you hit a turning point. And that became really apparent with sport bikes, because this, I've seen bikes totaled who just fell off their kickstand. Right, because, because of it. <laughs> but, so mm-hmm. that is where you start. That's my point. There is a turning point where like, oh, go to town, do anything you want. You're not going to make it any worse. Mm. But what I hate is when someone takes Allegedly. a perfectly fine bike. <laughs> I've got one for and, you. And I will mm. use, as an example, people who think it's cool to take their rear shocks off and weld a straight pipe
5: in. (laughs) It's awful.
1: So, Emma, would you say that that is an acceptable personalization? (laughs) Pass. Okay,
2: exactly. (laughs) But that was actually, that was born on the drag strips. It served a purpose, but not on the street.
1: But not on the street. And this is a thing that I see people want to do simple things and take the shortcuts cuz that's all they have the ability to do. Right. And but I think that they devalue and and take away the function and that's what drives me nuts. But I wanted to kind of get other people's feedback because I also feel like I'm stifling people's creativity because uh, well, I'm only about but, function and value. But,
6: but Liza, some people really like a lot of unsprung weight.
5: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would so, it be really
6: better?
1: Uh, okay, let's put
2: this, in my opinion, in perspective. If you take the back shocks off your bike and replace them with solid struts, you're an. Well, no, hang (laughs) on. (laughs) Just hang on. You better have a good chiropractor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You haven't necessarily devalued your bike unless you throw away the OEM shocks. Uh, Once you've thrown them away, now you're done. What you have done is you really devalued your comfort <laughs> level on that bike yeah. to a huge amount
4: You're just yes, entering a new genre at that point but
1: look i don't have an issue matter. i don't have an issue with a hardtail and if you do a proper hardtail conversion that can be a cool looking bike wait what's a
4: hardtail conversion it's just it's um, a new frame it's fucking like a hardtail frame because it's like check a proper it, hold on no check out our
1: conversion. our friend uh, the handsome asians they're their documentary, The Rattler. Right. Remember, they took that uh, that six hundred and fifty XS six hundred and fifty, and they put on a right. A, a, it was they a put
4: conversion. a strut on there. This is what they did. They just put a strut like a yeah. Metal but, bar. Uh, well, oh, but right. I'm saying
1: you can buy kits where you cut off the swing arm and you weld on. I'm not. I'm not saying hardtails are stupid, but when you do a shortcut. Like that. I think that that's devaluing. And I want to try and prevent people well, from doing that. But I also, like, here's another one. And a lot of people, usually everyone attempts to paint a bike once, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get people like, oh, I want to paint, like, the galaxy. Or I want to do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. Why don't no. you just pick a nice, solid color? Maybe a racing stripe, you know? Um, because they want to be creative.
2: Right, right.
4: But Anti- it's like nobody, you're never, mongers. no
1: one's you know ever going to want to buy it with a galaxy uh, painted on it. As you know? Rodney
4: Dangerfield once said, it Oh, yeah, it looks good on you.
0: <laughs> Do you, <get> <laughs> you get a bowl of soup with that? <laughs> 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 you know, but here's one way I look at it like, I'll, okay, I'll take some real life examples Emma and her Trident, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll take mine and my Ascot. Yes. Two completely different bikes. Yours is what, a 67? What was that trying 69. Yeah. And uh, and I've got an 83, you know, Ascot thumper. And they're two different things, but we're both messing with them. So aside from throwing it 100 feet down the pavement <laughs> <laughs> destroying and destroying it, surfing it like a ninja until that last moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, she's got that bike and I have mine. I'm cutting things off of mine, right? Because mine's an 83 fucking Ascot, right? I mean, it's still a cool bike and I'm going to do cool things with it, but that's one thing. But when you talk about the bike, the Trident that Emma was working on, it's a very different thing. Well, so I think when you talk about customizing things and cutting them up, I think a lot of things come into play, obviously.
1: Yes, but your bike is a perfect example. The Ascot, not really a loved bike, but now the ones that are showing up that are stock, original, are kind of cool, right? Yeah, but. The, but, I, I think that bad fit because the stock
0: originals but, is like a turd. But <laughs> I'm sorry Jim <laughs> is
1: going through all the proper steps. He's right. not shortcutting anything. He's customizing a bike, yeah, right. but he's going to increase the value because he's going he's tearing it down to the frame and building it back up. And that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah how but much I'm time saying, but and but, you want to put but that's a there, but. What I'll say is the Ascot is a great platform for yes. for being creative, yeah. Cutting, cutting stuff off, slimming it down, making making it what it was meant to be—a true flat tracker. Whereas a, a classic uh, Triumph or a BSA or a Norton.
1: Oh, please don't.
0: If yeah. you found it, you know, say it's a 50-year-old bike, and you found it, more or less, it's the same shape it should be in. Yeah. Well, that's probably something you want but to if, take your like, time so to go through and make. So you put newer original.
4: technology of it, like what the fact these are doing. Um, I'm thinking of the Ducati gt1000 uh sport classic right you know it's an older bike older frame and effectively they put really nice suspension on it and it looks the part and like people can do that too like you did that with
0: your uh gamaha yeah, yeah, yeah oh so i have a question emma if if knock took the bike he's referring to and you yes. had it f- like let's say it had a like a thousand miles on its stock all original shit what would it be worth and let's say if you customized it, what would it be worth?
2: You see, and that's the whole thing. the mm-hmm. The GT one thousand to me is a perfect example because it was kind of half-assed.
0: Mm-hmm. They fucking Italians. It potentially. <laughs> except for prosciutto, they can do pig. All right.
2: What I'd have done with that bike is I'd got the ass a lot lower because it didn't. It never looked right. It looked like it was nose diving out of it. The. Um, out of the box, hmm. and it had silly paint job. You could get it in bright red, or black, or this ridiculous chocolate and cream color, <laughs> or yellow, or ye- yeah,
5: yeah, and really, or Paul mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. The- well, yeah, the Paul the, the, the Paul
2: Smart one, but it was a half-assed attempt. So if you'd have actually cued it in with a with a little more of the original paintwork from the GT750. Ducati, which would have been like a candy red over black or an orange candy over black, and actually done like an OEM style paint job on it, got the SN back down, put a little more chrome on it, so it actually looked a bit better. And that's exactly what I'd do to it if I got one. Now that bike's inherently valuable anyway. I mean, they're still changing hands for about nine grand.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so that bike. If you, let's just use money as a uh, barometer. Yes. Where would that bike be the most expensive? Originally restored or as a custom build? I guess it depends
4: on who the custom builder is and what kind of components on it. Because if you're gonna mm-hmm. bolt like, we'll say it's 5, all high, Say
0: it's all high end. Okay. Well, no, look. it'll be
2: it'll be worth more as a custom build.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, like, yeah, if,
4: yeah. if you're gonna bolt five thousand, you know, you know, uh, Olin's TTX, whatever, fucking shock in the front and the rear, or uh, suspension shock in the rear, it's. Yeah, it's going to cost more because right. those parts cost more. But, uh, you know.
1: Well, and, but, and remember if you have the skill and the plan to make something right. better than what you're starting with, I have no problem with that. I think that's great. What I'm talking about is like, I, I think what really bugs me is when somebody gets a sport bike and they want to personalize it so they take the plastics off. It's like, no, what are you doing? <laughs>
5: okay.
3: okay. That
1: kind of drives me nuts.
3: So let me bring this electric for a second. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the first thing I do when I get a bike is uh, disassemble it in the shop before I even roll it off the ground. And uh, I had a 2012 Zero S that I retired from racing.
1: Hold on. Let me make a note here. Never sell a bike to Brand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, well, I if you sold me one, I'd learn a lot about petrol because at least this is a good spot to take it apart. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but you
1: you you fuck up the carbs
3: (laughs) (laughs) on the fuel injected bike. Um, But so yeah, I had bought a set of SV650 fairings for racing from my buddy Shane Liberty, Mm. and he helped me like get that on there, and then Harlan from Hollywood Electric's helped me with bracketing to get it on the bike performed awesome but i had to do some interesting things to get the fairing to stick on the bike i took like a desk lamp the big round circle things that have a light bulb in the middle mm-hmm. and it's you know silver so it's reflective and i had to cut that down to fit it behind the fairing because it had a dual ramjet for the petrol bike it was on before oh. so i used that as a headlight for when i was on the street the reason <laughs> i had to cut that bowl was because I tried doing it the lazy way, just putting the whole lamp in there, uh-huh. and it caught the fairing on fire. Yeah, yeah.
5: So,
3: oh! <laughs> so I had to take that off, and then oh uh, when I was done with the bike, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take this fairing and put it on my next bike." So I pulled the fairing off. I did exactly what you were talking about, and the bike looked so shitty. I loved it.
5: <laughs> it had this like Killing this
3: me. weird Cylon-looking light on the front uh, <laughs> okay, that I had the Jamie Will.
1: Cylon reference.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I took aluminum bars, and I JB welded them onto the top because it was blinding me while I was riding it, Uh, and then it looked so awful, I found a chain in the trash. It was literally in the trash. It was in a smoke smoke bucket. Don't know why it was there, but I took it, and I wrapped it around what would be the clutch side. This bike obviously didn't have a clutch, but I wrapped it around it, and I zip-tied it in place, so I had a chain hand grip on the thing. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And I think I cut, like, the rear yeah. tail please off. Stop. And please, <laughs> please It was please stop. so awesome. It was stop. the Mad Max bike. You need to pay me to take it away. And guess yeah. what? No, I don't know how I did this. But I sold it for more than any others used zero that was on the market.
5: Wow. Oh <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh so oh, shit. I,
1: I want to put uh, Daniel on the spot oh, here. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> because you work with um, newer bikes. Yeah. I'm guessing maybe you've seen something come through the shop that you're like, why did they do that? Have you seen some bad, some poor examples of, of, of customization? Personal, Yeah, personalization?
7: Uh, Yeah, there's this one bike we get in. We call it the Ducati Davidson. I want to know about this (laughs) Bukaki
0: Dave didn't drive in on it He
7: He took an old monster And um, for safety reasons Threw a bunch of uh, carbon fiber parts at it So it's got carbon fiber wheels And a carbon fiber subframe on it It's (laughs) just sweet and then he's got these apes on it. Oh, what? on a wow. monster. Really? With a really, like a, like a touring windscreen off of, I don't know, like a victory or something. Oh, man, <laughs> that's so terrible. And I hate those huge touring windscreens.
1: Uh, so, yeah, uh, perfect example. I you like, took a bike and made it less functional and valuable. Yeah, pretty much. Except it was a monster. The only acceptable Ducati to, to chop up. I like
7: how
4: that's, like, <laughs> exactly the reaction he wanted from people. It's like, ah, and everybody said in here.
1: <laughs> Emma, did you see something like this come through? I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you like. You've had to have seen some things. You're going, uh, what were they thinking?
2: No, I've, I've seen horrors. I, I've, <laughs> I've seen just horrors that just made me want to
0: excuse myself. <laughs> I can only came. imagine. What oh, you seeing. know, and, uh, the, the horror.
5: But the, the important,
0: horror. the it is the humanity. It's like Mordecai now.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the point is, and. Daniel's gonna agree with me on mm-hmm. this the owners love them yeah, and of that's the important thing the Ducati Davidson I bet nobody <laughs> loves his bike more than Ducati Davidson's owner.
4: It's always a balance between like let people like and enjoy things and then
3: like, why? It's like when you (laughs) have a really, really ugly child. The parents absolutely love it. (laughs) But everybody else looks at it and tries not to...
1: But Mm -hmm. guaranteed... Every city you go to, you can look on Craigslist and you'll find one, and they'll put their bike up and want like 10 grand. Remember, we'd see these things like, <laughs> I put a Jixxer engine and an ATC 73 wheel, yeah. and I put a well, Corvette rear
0: taillight, you know and it, now
1: I want 30 grand. We've seen <laughs> these things.
0: Here's what I'll say. If you put ape hangers on it, it's boss as fuck. <laughs> they, they <laughs>
5: I don't
0: care what it is. It got ape hangers, but, it's boss. Yeah, Dude, put them on I'm an, an Energic
3: Ego.
2: It'd be Boss, as fuck, <laughs> you, can, you can ask whatever you want. I remember, you know, remember when they had Best of Drake's List? Yeah, and there was yeah. a guy selling a poop and he wanted to trade what? it for speed.
5: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, he for wanted a speed to travel. trade it for literally speed, literally, a turd. So, how much did you give him for it? <laughs>
2: I didn't have a I didn't have a speedboat to trade. for. A, a poop? He said a poop. Uh, a poop. A poop. A poop. A poop like a, a turd.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. Like like
5: literally like a
2: turd, a real yeah, turd. It, yeah. I, I'm guessing it was. And he said, you know, it it was like about a pound's worth. And he'd clear <laughs> and he'd clear and he'd clear coated he it.
1: he Oh my And my he'd clear
2: coated it and he was putting it out there on Craigslist <laughs> and he wanted to trade a literal straight sw- straight Wait, swap across for a speedboat. Was
1: this what was this John Lennon's poop?
2: Maybe. Really, Elvis. No, I'm saying really you me. can ask oh, whatever last poop? you want for whatever. Thank you. Know, <laughs> are we really going there? If somebody's stupid enough to buy it, you know I'm Well, there are people like <laughs> Germans that like poop. It so, true.
1: okay, let's stop talking about that. Bagel. <laughs> yeah, USM, you had something you wanted to throw in this. Well, but
6: first, first I wanted to say, just imagine a, a, a stretched boosa with ape hangers.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it'd, it'd be bitching. It'd be bitching, dude. <laughs> you know, this just, you know,
2: just came into my. Michael, so you, you better not start trashing stretch boosters in my company. <laughs>
6: I'm not You'd trashing be- that. Don't you go there. Don't. I'm just saying I want to see one. <laughs> a stretch
0: booster? <laughs> with with, with, with eight hangers. <laughs> go to Florida. Oh, yeah. man. It'll be have neon green lights glowing underneath. Chrome swing arm yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Be they'll, be like, they'll, that's they'll
6: trailer them to the straight line that they're going to ride in. But but what I what I really wanted to say, though, is that I, I have customized a couple bikes. And for for me, it was it was really about. Uh, just kind of wanting the aesthetic that I that I wanted for those bikes. Because
1: God, tell me you didn't cover it in fur.
6: No, no. That but was I have, for
1: you, Phil. Oh, I did. But, that's awesome. <laughs> but I have I
6: have seen fur covered scooters, and they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but what? Uh, but the first the first Vespa that I customized was my my first Vespa, nineteen seventy nine P two hundred, and the reason why I did it was because. The the P two hundred was kind of a, a a break in Vespa design. Um, they'd always designed their their bikes in house, but for the P two hundred, the whole P series, they went to the Bertoni uh, design studios for uh, for their input on how to design it. And and if anybody knows Bertoni in the seventies, Bertoni was all about hard angles and straight lines. Uh. And Vespa is anything but hard angles and straight lines. So they made this bike that was a Vespa with all these rounded curves with hard angles and straight lines. And, I mean, it looks... Like a scooter.
1: Sounds like the Winchester Mystery Man. What is this called? I want to take a look at this <laughs> Vespa
6: P two hundred. Okay, um, and it's it's not a bad bike, and it's not a bad looking bike, but these straight lines really take away from the curves of the Vespa, and I never liked the fact that they they did that, and a lot of other people are, are not happy with the styling of the P series as well. So what this I looks kind of, terrible. You know, I mean, I'm into it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's it, it, it. Technologically, it was it was the best bike Vespa had ever made, but but the design I felt really was lacking. So, so I decided to try and make it look more ah, like a vintage Vespa. So I can, I had a, you know, had to, had it repainted and, and it's still, well, it's still, it's still a project because it hasn't been written in years. But, um, but ultimately my goal is to, uh, to make it look like more like a vintage Vespa, but with all the modern components and styling and, um, or with, with the, the modern components technology with vintage styling, so uh, so that was my, that was my goal, and I did it just with paint. But I want to do it with actual bodywork um, once I once I finally get it finished. Um, and then the second bike that I I customized was my cannonball bike, my Vespa GTS two fifty, uh, and for that it was it was more of just kind of setting it apart, making it a little bit different. Um, I decided to go with a three tone paint scheme that very few people have, have done. Um, and added like lots of little practical things because this is supposed to be my, my touring bike. So mm-hmm. I added lots of little accessories and things that would be handy on a, on a long ride. So you know, so it's in, for that bike. It was more of a practical uh, practical purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in addition to just kind of you know a little bit of aesthetic, but but more just for for practical uh, practical needs. Mm-hmm. So, all
1: right. Can we all agree though that the worst. Customization trend of all time was the '90s wrapping sport bikes with fur. Can we all agree that that <laughs> was of all time the worst trend? Customization trend of all time. No, but I, that's no. a hard
4: call, man. No, of all really, time, I, I like um, I like mm. that.
2: I like the black and blue fur. I you
4: like know, it. Uh, yeah, there was like a, That's a very. A specific okay. slice of the '90s, and it's like, man, <laughs> well, is paint. that is rat bait on and
3: fur worse <laughs> than the scooter mods with like thirty light oh, that's headlights cool. on them? That is cool. <laughs> those balls. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, oh, those things always look like either the the robots from the Matrix or like <laughs> the bad guys from that uh, that movie with Tom Cruise where it keeps going over um, and over again. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Live, live, die, repeat, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something yeah, like I, that. The, yeah.
1: Lather, rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. um... <laughs> okay well i would just urge people to get a second opinion <laughs> that's all I'm say. Uh, well because to me there is a line <laughs> I don't take a um a good condition stock bike and chop it unless you know what you're doing and um well then like people well, yeah. can't
4: explore and figure out how to like you yeah. know yeah, if like, you don't screw your don't stuff know. up okay. you don't know how exactly. bad it is yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I punched a oh. hole through my gas tank. Yeah, right. Well, you hey. wouldn't have gotten there if yeah, you didn't I mean, figure out what to do it. now. We, we've yeah. seen at the garage you learn where, how to weld,
0: you where know, people like. bring in, like, a CB400 or whatever, and all of a sudden, yeah, I want it to be cool. I'm going to cut the end of it off. Next thing you know, the saw's <laughs> all sudden, yeah, cool, the of the out. <laughs> no. they don't even, they, well, they don't even go through the throat. Like, what was that Navy kid? Remember? Remember uh, the Navy kid that cut the end of that fucking bike off?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, which one? Not the CB 750. I forget.
0: Anyway, it was a no, bike. Or there was a Nighthawk. It was a bike that you at least think oh, twice about that. before you do it. Yeah, yeah. and he well, didn't <laughs> think twice. And I think Mike may have been an influence, but it was like, yeah, fucking cut it off, <laughs> really? Yeah, get the saws all. Next thing you know, he cut the oh fucking sub- rear subframe off. It's like, where but do um, I put all
4: the electronics?
0: But
1: <laughs> I, I will throw out, do whatever you want to any '80s cruiser.
0: Yeah, that's that's a you can't way. make it worse. You can't <laughs> not make it worse. I think ultimately, I would say. Whatever you start or don't start, th- follow through. Finish it. That's,
1: that's a really right.
2: good I, recommendation. I, I think that is the important thing because yeah. I differ slightly. Um, as long as you understand what is structural on a bike and what is not and you yeah. do it safely, yeah. do whatever the hell you want if it makes you happy. Yeah. And that's the important
0: thing. Um, yeah.
4: Expect That's, to get laughed at. Does That's that be right. like a thirty two yeah, oh, front
0: wheel? But, Don't project your experience on us yeah, knock. <laughs> number constantly.
2: one own it. If you did it, just own well, ride it. Well write it. Fucking and
0: finish ride it. it, just yeah. fuck ride everybody. It. Yeah. If yeah. you can write yeah. it down the street, fuck everybody else. Right. Um
1: I wanted to give a quick were were update. Um, wur s- or
2: we're we're, we're, we're. We're.
1: We're, we're. No, wur Women Riders World Relay, they have, uh, they're still on schedule going through Australia where they have like 600 women have signed up Whoa. to do Australia. dude, I'm,
0: dude I'm, Australia, motorcycles. they
1: did li- success, I'm going to stop you there, like Okay, what?
2: I'm, you mean they're on schedule?
1: You're on oh stage my Um <laughs> And they no. did successfully make it um, through the Nullarbor, which is Western Australia, leaving Perth and going across. That was a hardest section Struth. they had to cover like i think how many, one day like how many 800 of kilometers of and uh you have to remember
0: sounds like something out of the pirates yeah. of the caribbean like you, they had to get through this thing Well, you they have had to, to go through the outback
1: you have to remember it's winter there right now mm-hmm. oh it's rainy, also yeah. they so it gets, like that
0: matters isn't it always 110 degrees
1: no it gets darker earlier mm-hmm. and they had to ride at night with all the animals. Oh, man. Dude, fucking and that's there legit. were, like, dead kangaroos. Kangaroos and Like, oh, shit, I want to count. Somebody yeah. said I counted five or ten what? dead kangaroos. They have
3: wow. herds and, of kangaroos yeah. in the outback that are just, like, running wild. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Dangerous. And then they cross the road, and you hit the kangaroo. Uh. It's like, I don't know if a lot of people have seen a kangaroo. They are oftentimes bigger than men. Fucking right? big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're huge. So it'd be like hitting a Norwegian dude with your car. <laughs> Why do you got to be racist? I'm <laughs>
5: not. <laughs> It's, it's uh, like hitting a oh, big dude. Shit, I hit Can- <laughs> You're you a kangaroo. You just
3: hit a huge brown marsupial Viking. Like,
5: <laughs> did you ever see that
2: footage of the guy whose dog was being attacked by a kangaroo and he just
5: <laughs> smacked the kangaroo? I did. What, really? <laughs> he punched <laughs>
2: him in the nose, and All the right. kangaroo's like, "What?" He's back
1: like a pimpernel. That's and so dangerous.
5: Like All if right. a kangaroo All kicks right. you, like bring
1: take it in. In. back. Bring, I'll bring it. Bring it back. So, um, <laughs> and, and they have the road trains too. Yes. They had to navigate. What is a road train? Road train well, are the truck? semi trucks with many trailers pulling, and they just haul ass at high speed.
3: Mm-hmm. So basically, Mad Max. Max. Because yes. yeah,
1: it's basically yeah. like Mad Max territory so at cool. night in winter. And they made it through all that, and they've been um, yeah, they're navigating their I think they're to eastern Australia now, and they're going to head wow. north.
0: the good side, uh
1: yeah, so right on ladies, Australia's been rocking and rolling, and it's coming well you know, it's coming soon. I'm leaving you guys in a few weeks. Wow, but they I re- do this. Yeah.
2: I remember in the very, very early days of of wowo. Australians signed up by the droves. I mean, you know, Australian writers outnumbered everybody else by thousands from, like, day one. Mm -hmm. And we
0: actually have a lot of um, Australian podcast listeners. Yeah, I mean. Sparrow 33, you are the resistance. (laughs) (laughs) But Australian women are a lot like American women, as far
3: as I'm aware. They're very strong. Oh, yeah. Right? Like. It's, it's pretty a fire awesome to oh, see the countries that you're getting many, many people signing up in, mm-hmm. and then the countries where you're only getting a handful of women Brandon, to sign up. Brandon, yeah. all women are strong.
1: But, um, <laughs> yeah, so Australia is just absolutely killing it.
0: Heck so yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that's right really cool.
0: And when do you guys, when do you leave Australia, and where do you go to after that?
1: Uh, going to New Zealand. And then Canada. And the baton is going to fly with uh, Colette, the woman who's been doing it since Scotland, since the beginning. Oh, bitching. She didn't do all of Southeast Asia. There weren't always um, continuous routes. But um, she's been back in since uh, Australia, actually. um, And she's going to. Take it on the plane with her from New Zealand to Vancouver wow. for it to continue.
0: You can edit this out, but um, did you ever get your shit out of Pakistan that got confiscated?
1: The GPS tracker we did not.
0: Why did they hmm. confiscate that?
1: There are some countries that do not um, allow shipping GPS trackers.
3: Interesting. What? It's like too high tech military.
1: It could be. There's. Hmm. There's. Yeah. Uh, they Here, use, please they use accept them in, my
6: package with a GPS
3: they tracker. They use them in
1: bombs. They use them in bombs.
0: Yeah. yeah targeting device and
1: so you're not allowed to mail Mm -hmm. certain components that are used in bombs in Mm. certain countries
0: oh that makes sense
1: yeah makes sense
0: i think it's interesting because that's one of the things that pops up and these things pop up correct me if i'm wrong liza like 10 times a day stuff you never would have dreamed about when you first embarked on this
1: yeah and even um there's Hmm. oh we found out um australia and um and new zealand do not you can't our tracker won't work there. Mm. Oh. You're not allowed to GPS track there. There's some restrictions. Hmm. Like hmm. cell
3: phones and stuff like that as well? Game um, golf.
1: Our GPS tracker <laughs> cannot function there. There are certain countries that wow. have... You know what? Um, no. You know what it is? It's, um, it's the bandwidth okay that makes signal, super. that makes a lot of sense they work on a yeah. different bandwidth there yep uh, every different country has
3: their own rules for right. how much right. power you can use what All frequency that stuff you can use it's
1: different um anyway the tracker will be up and running once it hits canada fantastic yeah thanks, thanks for the many, update
0: how, so i'm curious a little bit how many months has it been going Starting February twenty eighth. You guys are deep into it. Um, How many countries have you been through?
1: I don't have those numbers. I don't know. What the fuck? (laughs) So (laughs) it's officially been six months now. Would you? Would you remind? Actually, it's we just celebrate our one year birthday from the inception. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, Liza,
2: would you remind our listeners when it is arriving in America, and what is the cutoff date to sign up if you want to ride with it?
1: So, um, WomenRidersWorldRelay.com, and it is starting in the United States here on September 25th.
2: I now Is that on the East Coast or the West it's Coast? It's
1: coming in from Maine, but the registration is closing on September 11th.
2: Okay, so we have till September the 11th to sign up, mm-hmm. and um, for those of us who wish to ride in California, when is it coming to California?
1: It is going to be in California, October fourth and fifth, and then leaving on the sixth.
2: Fantastic!
1: Um, but we are going to be at Aim Expo. Right uh, on! I know a lot of people are going to be there, so look for us there. And uh, yeah, it it is happening. Cool.
3: I've got a question about Haley because oh, okay. she was on the oh, show. Oh, fearless
2: leader, yeah. Haley Bell. Yeah, she yes. was on the show uh,
3: like a month back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her on her social media in a whole bunch of different places. Uh, How much of the ride is she going on? Because last time I saw, she had, like, a second bike that had fallen apart because uh, the area she was riding in was so rough.
1: She only did the U.K., Okay. and now she's coming here to the United States to do the U.S. Okay,
6: cool. And these were were different rides that she was on, I believe. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But here's something that's kind of cool. She, this weekend, was at the, oh, no, the expo, the... um, Oh no, I'm getting the name. There's an adventure riding expo. I'm blanking on it. Mm. Anyway, but the point being, I thought it was cool that when we first started out and we had our big event Ace Cafe, and we asked Elspeth Beard to come speak, and now at this expo, they're at Elsbeth Beard is speaking, and Haley was asked to speak uh-huh. too. Oh wow, that's cool. So that's kind of cool. You know,
2: I'm constantly reminded of what a small community motorcycling is. It really is. You you you're just always reminded that there there are certain figures within it that are just so iconic they just keep showing up and Elspeth is one of them
1: yeah she's definitely she's making she's making the rounds well, she getting the word it. out there um, I was trying to find the name of where they were that's something expo gosh I can't remember what it is. Anyway, it's a, it's a show that travels around, adventure writing show. Hmm. Um, anywho, um, I wanted to talk about, I have another topic. Hmm. I think everyone can have some input on this. Mm-hmm. So as it happens time to time, I think um, many people in this room have experiences when they have a, a crash.
5: Ooh, <laughs> rough topic.
1: Yeah. Right? And
2: Jim's looking at you know, me very sternly.
1: <laughs> There's different types of crashes. And Brandon's mm-hmm. laughing. And I love that. <laughs> also, like, you know, when somebody crashes on the street versus crashes on the dirt
3: versus on the track. Yes.
1: Versus on the track, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not crashed twice the other week in Oregon. And you're like, oh, no big deal. Big deal. You know, Emma crashes on the street here in front of the house. That was a big deal. Um, and,
2: Did and, I get extra points for crashing in front of a carload of children
1: and
5: yes. traumatizing? Oh man,
1: but that bus then,
2: is not going to have uh, a lot of
3: motorbikes. Versus,
1: riders. you know, traumatizing
3: the, for life.
1: Throwing the 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 dirt bike in the bushes and you know running away. There's, <laughs> that's here's that's a, yeah. Run away! Run away! I wanted, I wanted to. We need to, we need to clarify.
4: We're grading crashes, here.
1: Brandon's crash. Yeah. When you scorpioned into a railroad gate, yeah, oh, that was a big. That was that was that, a, that was serious. Was a big
2: crash. Yeah, next level shit. I
3: died and came back.
1: So, so that is But here's big. the thing. So <laughs> like, literally. So, so you're yeah. one
3: book
4: in at this so, point. So you know we Two. can say like
1: Brandon crash seven, and then okay. compared to Knox crash, and then compared well, to are we going you know, com to use the death compared to
3: oh I see compared to Jim's yes. yeah. crash.
1: That he had yesterday. Wait, what? Did I just say that? Oh, Ooh. yeah, we'll get there. Whoa. We'll get there. Hold on. My most Hold recent, on. Say. Hold on. I wanted to, um, I think we need to qualify, and, and as I was saying, Let's create some sort of DEF CON levels so we can identify what level crash it is, right? I think this needs to be done. It should be upfront information.
4: Okay, because there's like a monetary value to these crashes as well, as well as, uh, I guess, a health aspect is, I don't know, how does that figure into the DEF CON?
5: Well,
1: so let's, so
5: if if we're
1: using DEF DEF CON, how many levels are there for DEF CON? There are five. Does anyone know what they are offhand?
6: Uh, Five, four, three, two, and one. Uh, five, Five being the... The least severe one being the most severe. I, I can actually describe some of these to you.
3: Okay, this is in the um, Beatles'
0: yellow submarine, right?
3: <laughs> so, Defcon 1, the exercise term for that is a cocked pistol.
0: Oh, okay, okay. that's pretty serious. That's pretty yeah, serious, yeah. dude. You ever a cocked yeah, pistol? We, no, hold on, no like, that, shit, that's pretty A serious.
1: fired pistol should be fun. Uh,
0: uh, so, be uh
3: yeah, I mean Defcon 2 is called fast pace. Uh, oh, so this is going out. Yeah, yeah. So DEFCON 1 okay. is, like, no color, really. DEFCON oh, okay. 2 so is, no, a, is a red color. No, no, no. no, no.
6: Defcon, DEFCON
3: 1 is the highest. That right, is, right. But here, here I'm going to yeah. go through them and explain okay, the color. Okay. So DEFCON 1 would be the equivalent of, like, black, right? Mm-hmm. When, as That's you said, bad. when... yeah yeah white white hot exactly so when when you have a cocked pistol as you guys said like shit's about to go right it's going to get real
0: okay so that's one
3: yeah yeah Yeah. so defcon 2 is fast pace uh that's red defcon 3 is considered roundhouse uh that is yellow defcon 4 is green that's your double take uh, and DEFCON 5 is a fade out.
4: Okay, so this is, this is
1: not, helpful like yeah. <laughs> not helpful at okay, all. Those sound like haircuts. Not helpful at all. Let me go one
0: more. The, at the DEFCON
4: 1, critical, nuclear war imminent. Thank Def you. DEFCON 2, severe, arm ready for in six hours. This, oh, okay. An example of this is the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay? All right. Uh, DEFCON 3 is substantial. Air Force is ready within 15 minutes. Uh, an example for this is 9-11 in 2001 and the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Moderate is increased security, which is number four. Uh, just sporad- uh, sporadic and Cold War and War on Terror, and then low, which is normal peacetime, peacetime readiness. So we've been living okay. in four. All
1: right, so we I think es- so. We've established. Let's using the DEFCON levels, and five being the least, one being the most. Knock the crashes, the wrecks you had on the track a couple weeks ago what are those
4: uh that was four that was i was Was defcon
1: four i think so that was there was damage to the bike there
4: was damage to the bike i had to make a check on myself make sure i was my knees weren't backwards you know and uh uh there (laughs) was damage to my bike there were you know yeah i had a broken headlight and bent so and so all right there was definitely a significant checking of things right
1: okay Mm -hmm. so that's
4: like a
3: defcon four
4: then I, I think so. I mean, it, you could like, make the serious. case... Because DEFCON 5 is you on the bike. I was I was definitely <laughs> moving when it happened, right? Because if you think of a low-speed drop, you're uh-huh. not really moving. I guess
3: that would be a 5? or it Yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah, you
4: yeah know, if you drop well?
3: the bike, that's DEFCON 5. Right. <laughs>
1: All right. So let's establish 5 being something small. You walk away, little damage.
6: Minor. Right? Minor superficial injuries. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's to that the knows. bike and to yourself. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. um, but it qualifies as a crash. Maybe just yeah, you, you or the something. bike is rashed, but everything yeah. is functioning. Does that qualify? Defcon yeah, five? Yeah, yeah. Agree? Yeah, I
0: would pull body out of it. Bike, bike fell over. I'm good.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Defcon yeah, but five but can should be like, a like non-motion related. You can, but you can also scrape your hand or your elbow. Yeah,
0: but you, when you know. bring personal injury to it, it elevates it because I've well, fallen. It's over, I've crashed, I've, it. it's I've crashed a shitload.
1: Yeah, but we've only got five levels. So I'm just establishing level five, maybe rashed. Nothing broken. Everything's functional. You get up and you keep going. You're a little a ra- you're No puddles of
0: blood for five, yeah. though. Yeah. I get a rash. Yeah. It's not related to motorcycling. Does that count?
5: Oh. <laughs> that's a different. Yes, that's a
0: different, different yeah. okay. I saw you Still make counts. eye contact yes, with me. Yes, it does.
1: So here's the next question. Let's establish now level one. <laughs>
0: so that's
4: Brandon level one. <laughs> well, hold, on. That's like, hold yes. on. Next level. You died twice. I'm like DevCon zero.
0: Level.
1: Does level... Is, okay. Can you survive a level one?
0: Can yes. Le- Oh, yeah. I would right, say huh. Brandon transcends level one. Okay. He goes, like, like you know, you do math as a kid. It's all positive. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they teach you negatives in math. Not that what Brandon did is a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but he went next level.
1: Okay. He, he went beyond and came back. <laughs>
0: dude. Dude.
1: All right. So level one um, is critical injury. Life
6: flight should be level
3: one.
1: Total motorcycle.
3: If you have to get helicoptered out of somewhere, that is a DEFCON level
0: one. Okay. Yeah, will not be the yeah helicopter will not be the same again. Yep.
1: Okay. Mm. So now we have to establish two, three, and four. Or,
0: or I,
6: mean, I hate to say this, but I mean. Do you want to draw the line at fatality?
1: Well, no, I think critical injury. Here's what I'll say. Oh, yeah.
6: let, let, let's just... Not bad.
3: The, okay. the
0: elephant in the room, can we call a fatality zero, like as in neutral? You know well, what? That's that's good because then that goes
3: with the negative thing, right?
1: But yeah, because but, if
3: you but, die, it's not so.
0: negative. But here's I mean, the thing. I don't know, whatever. Here's
1: the thing. You can die because you fell in a low-speed accident and hit your head. Yeah. So mm-hmm. does that make yeah. that a... F- that's a DEF CON level one. Is, yeah. is that a
3: one? Like if, yeah. if
4: you're, right. right. Okay. So Wait, hold on. Hold on. So we've established injury as a, as a large prerequisite for how we categorize the DEF CONs. Because that's, that's what it's sounding like we're going here.
3: You yeah. Know? Or do we well, need Well, also different... your bike, right? So it's got to be a combination of the two because there's human injury and then there's machine injury. Right, so there should right. be a point where the bike dies, and that's got to be one of the DEFCONs as well. well.
6: Or do we need a different DEFCON for rider and bike?
1: No, yeah, I think I'm going to qualify. I think bike and rider both need to be critical.
3: That's correct. I, I okay. believe so. Your bike's got to be totaled, so, and you've got to be seriously
4: So
1: by. you could die in a two, is what I'm saying. I don't you think could, that oh, your yeah. can yeah. yeah.
4: survive in a two, and you could be completely squashed. Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. okay. So
1: we're <laughs> so, so we're establishing that death does not necessarily elevate it to one. Okay, right.
0: Mm. Okay, I, I think it does. Okay. I think I, I think, think it's death, death is, is like what Jim was saying <laughs> is level zero. It's kind of right? like its own. Okay. Category. That's the
3: end of okay. like.
1: Okay, You're I'll dead. agree to it's that. It's like okay.
4: infinity. We did not yeah. smoke weed before this podcast. <laughs> okay.
1: No, we didn't. A I will us anyways. <laughs> I, will, I will agree with that, that, that death is a lot I mean, that's kind of exceptional. Okay. Like, it's okay. fucking Got death. Got it. Right. So, Jim, yeah. Yeah. now that we've established uh, one and five, so you you had your first wreck on your Africa twin. Yes,
0: and I did not get a zero. I did not score <laughs> yeah. a zero. So,
1: uh, what happened, dude? Yeah, so what do you rate it? Let's first get a uh, DEF CON rating on this.
0: Well, I would have to say what terms in far as...
1: Well, if dirt is involved, I think you'd d- it downplays the rating, personally.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll I'll speak to it this way. First of all, I walked away.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I yeah. walked away with no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, Even better? Yep. I could pick the bike up, and it stood up straight. Um, was the bike rideable? The bike was rideable. Okay. Were any no, parts of broken off of it? No.
4: Okay, yeah. you're like in the 4-5 like rate. Yeah. Did, yeah.
1: Yeah. did anybody four see five. it happen?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh. I
1: mean, the DEFCON one. How
0: was your
4: embarrassment (laughs) level? Because that's
0: important, too. Was it in
1: a car full of children?
5: Because
1: I think that elevates it.
5: (laughs) Traumatizing children.
0: Apparently, there's nothing, because this is my third street crash in about the same as many years. None were bad, but apparently there's nothing quite as entertaining as someone eating shit on a motorcycle in front of a bunch of cars. (laughs) 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 Because people just trip like, ah! they all freak out. Yeah. And oh, um man. and the, the great thing about the Africa Twin it's just a big dirt bike. So I feel like I crashed a big dirt bike. And um yeah, but so at the end of the day, um, well, I'll describe the crash if you want. So um, I'm up north on Highway 1 at a place called Castanoa, if anyone knows of it. Mm. A little, like, hippie camp. They got mm-hmm. yurts and shit, little clamping. <laughs> <Yurks>. <laughs> and there's a dirt road next to it. So I was bombing up and down the dirt road. Just I got new shinkos on the bike, so I was playing with those. And I got back out to Highway 1. I was going to bounce south back home. And there was a ton of traffic. It was a holiday. And I remembered, oh, there's this little cut, cut road where I can go behind me. Go from this dirt road over the Costa Noa road, pop up, and then you know whatever, go up to Costa Noa. Anyway, long story short, I'm going um, between the two roads and to get up to the road that goes to the campground. It's a pretty steep embankment. Mm-hmm. So you kinda of punch it mm-hmm. up the embankment and as soon as you get to the top, you got about six feet of flat shit to deal with before you're in traffic. Mm. <laughs> and there's, okay. there's like never well. any, there's never anybody on this road, right? This interest yeah. to Costa So I'm like, bounce up it. As soon as I get to the top and I got this six feet where there's never anybody, there's two Volkswagen vanigans. Like oh, right yeah. there, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and but it was right. cool, like like it wasn't like necessarily panicky. It was just like you know, I saw him, and it was all good, but um, just on the big heavy bike, it he was like five hundred and fifteen pounds. Mm. Um, having to make a quick hard right unexpectedly, you know, kind of fell off the pavement into the, you know, when you go off the pavement, it's all like whatever, fucked up mm-hmm. dirt and shit, and just fell over. And it was, but it was just like crashing on any other dirt bike except when I got up there was like all these people in cars looking at me like holy fuck what is <laughs> we
4: just saw that <laughs> yeah.
0: dude right yeah. but I tell you it restores my faith in humanity because the, the there were three cars well one car took off fuck that guy but the, <laughs> next, the next car was like this French dude that hops out and he's like hey are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ninja. Can't you tell? And, uh, and he's like, yeah, I could tell you're a ninja, but I thought I'd ask anyway. And um, So we chatted, and he's like, hey, I'm a motorcyclist too. Oh, the Africa Twin, I know that bike. So what was cool is I just put a bunch of shit on it, like, literally the night before, the, the side luggage racks. Oh, I yeah. put the engine guards on it uh, the yeah. week before, but I just put all this shit on it. And barkbusters, and I knew I was gonna crash it. <laughs>
5: so the, so <laughs> it was awesome.
0: testing is a. I crashed the fuck out of the right side of it because I hit, I hit pretty hard. hard so the steering still tweaked. I bet those tweaked. things protect it though. Yeah. Mm. So per, for the most part, ninety five percent was protected. But um, but yeah, the steering got geeked. Um, forks were straight, but the uh, the risers I had put on got. Geeked a little bit, mm-hmm. but the Bark busters held up. Engine guard um, held up big time because it's got some like gro- actual grooves in the metal from the mm. rocks and shit. Sn- broke a little bit of plastic on the back, but fuck it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I got up and gave them a good story to go home with. So <laughs> I would say um, it was a good test crash. Yeah. So,
1: uh, what do you rate it though?
0: Oh, out of that, like, uh, what was the least?
1: Oh, five.
0: yeah five is like falling over in a parking lot i would just, i would only give it a, a four because uh-huh. it was a heavy bike because like you know if like part of it fell on my boot a little bit but i you know like a ninja popped right out <laughs> but um i would say it was a pretty it was a pretty it was like most book crashes I have on the dirt but it was just but, a big heavier bike but you were able to ride the bike from there and everything mm.
6: oh yeah Yeah, I mean, that almost sounds like it's a five, because you didn't have any injuries. I'm I'm going to say that's a
1: five. I I would say it's a
0: five until you pick the fucker up. You try picking that (laughs) shit up. That's
4: where most of the injuries come from. Growing growing muscles.
0: But no, I I think I would classify it more as a learning experience and a testing (laughs) experience than anything else. It needed to happen. I'm glad it did. And I love it how it just pops out of the blue. Like, oh shit, look at that. Hey, look at that. I'm on the ground. Thumbs up.
1: <laughs> so, all right, let's establish what a four is. I'm thinking that a four has to involve like uh, a broken clutch lever or a dented tank. How about
6: something I've, comes off? I've got a four for you. Yeah. Okay. My my last crash, uh, almost five years ago now.
1: Oh, the gravel Ooh. in the turn?
6: Yep. Yep. Hit the gravel in the turn on a dark road and slid out. And mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a high speed crash, but I hit hard enough that um, I did do some damage to both myself and the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, messed up my, my right shoulder for a good year before it was really, really right again. Um, got a big bruise on my leg and, and uh, pinched my toe and lost my toenail and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, this is sounding
1: like a three to me. Yeah. Well, no, no,
6: that's... Yeah. It's <coughs> not quite that... Ooh. I mean, well, I don't know. You lost body parts. If bike, but but if bike parts
0: too. come off, that's one yes, thing. Body parts, that's like next level the bike, shit. Mm-hmm. The bike was not
6: rideable after the accident. Because yeah, that's got to be a level three. I'm um,
1: it elevating was, it to a three. It, okay, so yeah.
6: it was mostly it was mostly superficial, but it did break the uh, the gear shift uh, selector, which caused all okay, the engine oil yeah. to come out, so I couldn't ride. Oh, it. that's yeah.
1: definitely a three. All right. So I'm going to say that a four... Bike might be disabled by a cheap fix, like okay. a broken lever, uh, mm-hmm. a dented tank, which like sucks. But you know,
0: if you could fix it with zip ties, and I'm going to say that
1: that there's some pain involved like you may not be yeah, injured so but you're mm-hmm. sore
4: okay so four also means that your vehicle can move on its own power
3: and is generally
4: or with it minor fixes yeah, yeah. It,
3: it may like just be sort of not able to move because one little thing is broken but it's still operational
4: yeah yeah my, my bike was like that after after the second crash too on the track okay. so, yeah
1: all right so a three
3: okay so with bagels three
1: mm-hmm. i
3: had one on the track uh at uh, Laguna one time where uh, I went into turn three and then lost grip on these proto tires, slid off into the dirt. The bike started tumbling and flying and it was completely mangled, Mm. but I could still sit on it and push it. Um, in fact, I ran back over to it, got on it, tried to start it up again, but the front end was so twisted, like the handlebars were straight, and it was like lock steering. So
0: like, I'm curious, can you describe the crash, like what turn you were in and what happened and all that? Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating to me, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, no, it's I'm, like... No, I'm curious, can you... Sure, sure. Um, So this was at a MotoGP event, uh, and I was racing in the TTX GP. It was uh, on a 2013 Zero S. What happened was um, my crew was uh, composed of some new guys that were at Zero. And uh, I was on a 2013 Zero S that I had customized for Pike's Peak. And uh, one of the guys was pulling the rear tire warmer off, and uh, the guy who was taking the front tire warmer grabbed the throttle as he stood up. so this is what led to the crash Mm. happening um my bike got pulled off of the grid and i thought i wasn't going to be able to start like everybody said they saw the blood drain out of my face right like i just turned sheet ghost white and uh another team came over they started shouting at everybody get away from his bike get away this is my buddy ted rich who has since passed Um, His whole crew came in, fixed my bike, right as they were going around for their warm-up lap. And uh, Dorna said that I could go out after the last bike passed. But by that time, my tires were cold. They were prototype Dunlops. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, like, so far out of race zone, it was unbelievable. And all I could think about was, go faster, catch up! On my second lap, I had caught the back of the pack already and was going to pass uh, the last place guy, and um, I had gone in a little bit. I exited turn two, which is the big U at the bottom there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Exited that really uh, wide, which caused me to have to cut into yeah, turn three. Because that's after the
0: downhill, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one at
3: the bottom of the downhill. So turn three is the following right-hander that you end up going underneath the bridge. Yeah. and. Uh, It was still a little bit damp, but for sure my tires were still ice cold. And I had to tip it in real hard because I was going too fast on a poor line. I wasn't Mm. all the way out. Um, And uh, the rear just let loose. And the bike started to slide out from between my legs before I even hit the ground. And I hit the ground with my belly. And uh, my suit had a small bit of... Uh, textile in on the inside. So this is the only human injury that happened from yeah. this. Uh, that tore the suit just a little bit and I got road rash on the mm-hmm. inside of my elbow. Hmm. And then after that the bike had fully slipped away from me and that's when it went into the sand and the gravel and started tumbling and then uh, I hit the, the sand which is pretty hilarious to watch because uh, they have the footage of it right you see my bike just go whoosh, and then there's this huge cloud of of sand that pops up and then you see little me sliding through into this big like wave of sand hmm. um so yeah what level is that that's three i think okay. that's so, a three because there's only a little bit of human injury what is but the bike was unrideable
1: well here's what i think three should be it's substantial. either you or well, the bike is disabled
3: yeah, yeah, that that seems really good. Does that really sound good. fair? Yeah, so that was definitely a DEFCON three, and that makes bagels also definitely a DEFCON three.
1: And um, when I say disabled, like either you have like hostile, like broken leg, you know, something very an injury, or the bike is like has expensive. It, it's This is where the bills start coming in. Substantial. Either way, right?
4: Substantial. Can we do half ratings like DEFCON 4.5? No. No. No.
1: All right. So DEFCON 3, either you or the bike is...
0: Something's fucked up.
1: Long, yeah. Long-term yeah. disabled. Mm-hmm. All right, so DEFCON 4.
0: What's the, the uh, NORAD two, definition? Sorry, three. three. Uh, uh, wait. Norad. Severe. severe. <laughs> three. Sorry,
4: Arm, two. Army re- two. Wait, sorry two. Two. <laughs> severe, right. Army-ready in six hours. Uh, an example of that was the Cuban Missile Crisis, 1962. Okay, so that that requires an ambulance at least.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. when Johnny mm-hmm. Knowles ground his finger off. That Ooh, would be that's a, pretty severe. I'm going to say DEFCON yeah. Con
1: 2 is when you cover your sport bike in fur.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. It's not an emergency. I roll. I'll accept those answers.
3: Ambulance um, or fire? Yeah.
4: So, hold yeah. on.
1: Emma, okay. your accident on the street here, what DEF CON level would you put that at? Three. A three?
0: Because, I mean... You've
1: got long-lasting damage.
0: Yeah, I suppose I've got permanent damage. Well, neither one of you are necessarily rideable afterwards. (laughs) 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 Darling. (laughs) Not (laughs) without some drugs. I'm always rideable. I'm um, I'm taking notes. That was a gnarly fucking crap. No,
1: I
2: mean, it might be a two. Because I've got permanent damage. That shit was severe.
1: Yeah, so I would think... Did you have to go to the the hospital? Well, she's stubborn, so that's well,
2: different. <laughs> okay, should you have? Should gone to have? The yes. yes. Okay. Yes, that should be a two then. Because, um, and uh, you know, I've I think got, I'm gonna go with three. I've yeah, I've got, I've got permanent nerve damage because of it.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, I, pretty, I'll say that, I, that's but, pretty serious. But even that accident compares. If we want to bring it up, I'm sorry if it's sensitive, Emma. The crash on our way at fucking Hollister. Remember that on Highway 25? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. some gnarly Dude, shit. That was a lot worse. I'm, I'm going to say that's a here. three.
1: That's a three. Also, that was, was solid. This I don't know. God here's damn, your, here's so. what I'm going to. I think I'm going to qualify a two, as a crash that either you or the bike should have been way more fucked up than you were.
0: There should have been if not if if they were you know what involved. I mean? Paramedics well, should have been involved.
2: So in that case, I've had two twos.
1: Because. Uh, for two, something where like you get hit by a truck but ma- magically walk away. Something like okay. that, you know?
2: I've got a question.
3: I have a lot of crashes. I'll make this one super short. <laughs> um, I was at the top of Pike's Peak, hit a bump, bottomed out the chassis of the bike, which then caused the bike to tumble end over end.
1: Wait, hmm. is this the same bump that...
3: This is the one that Carlin passed on, yeah. In fact, I was right behind Carlin following his line. He was on the lightning motorcycle. I was on that zero that I was talking about, the one that got Uh, fucked there. Oh, my God. Um, And he went through it just fine. There's like a dick's length of flat pavement you can go on. And then if you're on either side of it, you just have undulating pavement. Good Lord. Mm. So... I hit it, bottomed out the bike. The bike went end over end. You can see in the footage, like, my ass is way up in the air and my head is pointed straight at the road. Knox like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That that is actually Knox's natural habitat. (laughs) (laughs) But so
3: while I'm flying through the air, I'm thinking, okay, this is what it's like to go over the edge of a cliff. Oh, holy shit. And then I land and I shoot the opposite direction somehow. I don't know. I ended up going into the wall, which is to the left. Mm. And my bike is going, should have gone off the edge of the cliff to the right. So this is a two. I think that this would be a two because I was able to rebuild the bike the next day. Like People helped picking up pieces out of the, the surrounding well, area. Start,
0: you were able to walk.
3: I was able to get up and Holy run shit, to the dude. bike. That's not a two. Pick the bike up and... Uh, uh, they, they red flagged the race and stopped the other people from coming up the thing because my bike had gone like 30 yards end over end. That yeah. sounds like a two. And was, was it was not rideable anymore.
0: Or you have a different category. This is like next category shit. This is not normal. Well, three's That's not rideable either. That's fucking insane, brother. Well, it's, it's
3: sort
6: of, you
0: get the same thing to, <laughs> It's Pike's Peak, though. If
6: you're able to fix it and ride it again the next day,
3: I don't Holy know if that moly. would count as a two,
6: but we were
3: able to fix it and ride it the next day by rebuilding the entire bike.
1: Yeah, that's different. Okay. There's a lot of parts replaced. That yeah. was again, normal tendrich. people could not do that. Yeah. So, um, I think I think two has got to be serious. Mm. Um, but you somehow like I mean lived mm-hmm. uh, or you know I think that's maybe uh, that's kind of the freak I think where the freak stuff comes in mm-hmm. I don't know I so mean, would two, that one have been a two bad. or I think two is where like you get hit by a car or something that, like should, uh, uh, oh. you, that you just somehow survived
7: or like, the bike did but I,
1: yeah Daniel what do you think
7: I fell off a cliff does that count as a two i survived uh,
4: that's yeah, pretty awesome <laughs> were, you, were you airlifted anywhere i think you're looking I at a four the, oh, that's a four easy four, right no no oh sorry two. A, a two sorry yeah She's, i'll give yes, you two going backwards yes, two. if
1: a helicopter is involved it's a two automatic Probably. do we all agree yeah, I, I would say a,
3: hospita- at
6: minimum of a two if,
1: okay if, if a hospitalization a if
6: right. hospitalization is involved it's definitely a two okay. um especially but, if it's if you're airlifted yeah wait so you that went off rather severe, severe
7: yeah i, I low-sided Dude, mid-turn sick. and then uh trying to stop i realized that there was no guardrail uh-huh. and so i bailed from the bike thinking that maybe i'd like lose some momentum and i didn't so i was like
1: <laughs> scratching oh. the ground
7: <laughs> and then next thing i remember is supermanning off the cliff and oh, like shit. You know, 40 to 50 that feet wasn't later, you on youtube oh, was it no okay oh man yeah, i just i shattered my femur Ooh. No. In the well, the were you bed. riding with buddies who saw this happen to you so. Um, yeah I had I okay. had a couple of my work buddies oh, that man. actually dug me out of the river. Okay Ooh. cool. Oh. like out of wow. thing like okay, could have been a, a been horrible or like you just stayed Oh if for I was alone I think I'd be dead. Now
3: wow. did you have any oh. any injuries? Like you got you got
7: uh life lighted out, right? Yeah. So uh, what were the injuries that you had? Uh the only thing that I managed to get was actually uh shattered my femur. Whoa. There was like four breaks. Goddamn. Mm. Um wow. there was like a piece of it kind of floating off the side. Oh,
5: that's so gross. Oh. Um
7: and then I pins in there? cracked my jaw. Ooh. Ooh. But I was wearing full gear, so like nice. spine protector, full suit um could have been a lot worse i guess huh it definitely could have been a lot worse That's pretty bad
3: though
4: but uh, so
7: was your helmet like totally busted up
3: because your jaw was broken or how uh, did that
7: happen no i think my jaw broke because like probably the way i fell and then i wasn't wearing like a typical street helmet i was wearing uh like a dual sport helmet oh mm. i see okay so it has like more of more exposure for your chin yeah uh, yeah it's not it's nearly
3: it's as wide long. of a, wow. a jaw protection yeah.
7: so no I just walked out with a titanium upgrade and
3: Yeah, now you're faster. Another Superman. I love it.
1: Okay, so I think we've now established DEFCON 1 through 5 and we're 0.
3: Is is Titanium involved in any of these? Yeah, see what... See, that's...
1: No, it sounds like... Extra hardware?
7: Right, right. If you have extra hardware... If If a helicopter is involved,
1: that's a 2. Okay,
7: Okay, can we,
4: like, just... Go and have a more accurate scale and use Scoville units. Um. Skullville units—that's good. <laughs> spicy? How spicy was your crash?
5: It was thousand
4: Yeah, it was a jalapeno. Uh. You know, no, it was, uh, it was a fucking ghost pepper.
7: So
1: I would urge um, for what? others start using a. DEF CON rating and I think it'll help people understand uh, yeah. what you're talking about because you just say crash.
7: First you need to
0: educate them on what
4: DEF CON ratings if, are.
0: If, if you were at a Thai restaurant and there was a menu of such things <laughs> How many Brand, chili peppers? Brandon would have fucking seven <laughs> like chili, chili peppers yeah. It's like instant diarrhea at the seat.
4: It's like that, <laughs> no, it's Dude, like that oh one name where, where the spicy level is just fuck.
1: Okay, let's go through this all over again with the chili pepper rating. No, no. <laughs> um, no, and this comes because because I got a text from Jim yesterday who said I crashed my uh, I crashed my new bike And so then I'm like, wait a minute, wait what like I need more information. <laughs> I think you should always start out with what level crash yeah. it was. We like, guys up Dem-
3: the phone and, and Jim is like, DEFCON 4, I had a crash. Yes, well, exactly. I that way she doesn't start to worry. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I, I, it, it's like it's like Jake in the Navy. I heard from her, but it's like if I hear from her directly, things are fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I hear from someone else, there's a problem. That's when you get yeah. worried. So I figured if I texted you directly, I had a crash, and I think I put a little, a little rainbow or something next to it. <laughs> You figure, oh, it was a test uh, crash, uh, not a, yeah. not a. hey, I'm a friend of Jim's, and he said, text you. Oh, man, my family
3: is so, they hate when I crash so bad because they hear from Facebook. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, like, with the back one, my only post about the, my first post was uh, the song I Will Survive. Hmm. That's, like, my notification. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, way back when, um, and we used to ride around in groups... And somebody would inevitably crash, and this we would all be sitting in Good Hope <laughs> Hospital waiting for them to put the debris together. This is the Spanish American War? Yes. So oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, I would be the one who would have to inevitably call someone's dad oh. and say, oh,. Is this Clive's dad? Um, we're in Good Hope Hospital. Clive's had a yeah. bit of a bump on his bike. <laughs>
5: you know, and it's
2: like, oh, God. Is that the old British man sound? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the sounds of explosions yeah. from the other end of the phone. Just hoping it comes. come. Go blimey! Go blimey! You know, so, uh, yes. So whenever the news is given by a third party it's all it always sounds you know it's worse bad. than it is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as
0: long as you're hearing the person's voice, it's okay,
1: okay, so um I want to move on to another thing. I have uh, the latest batch of goods from China has has come in. Oh, (laughs)
5: Banggood!
7: So I don't
1: want to give actual credit. So this is AliExpress that I'm buying this stuff from. Um, (laughs) And I just, I gave a bunch of stuff out. So what I bought, um, so Jim has got a dirt bike jersey, a Santa Cruz dirt bike jersey.
2: Just stop, Liza. This is your underwear, darling.
1: Well, that that one is a jersey. but (laughs) other These are are
7: definitely her underwear.
1: but the others are oh, the God, naked.
7: putting it
5: on. Put it, on. Yeah. Put it on
1: the others are the underlayers that I think many bikers might choose to wear a lot of times with racing leathers yep. or touring or whatever if you put these underlayers on oh. they're supposed to keep you hey hey,
6: hey Emma Jim's Whoa, naked
3: Jim and naked Emma
1: uh, put,
3: that, right. put that back where
4: it put no. it back where it belongs no. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean there
1: so oh. I wanted you guys to take I a look can't find at it, the front. Um, that's that's, <laughs> that's the, front. the front. So, for instance, uh, that okay. jersey gym that you're putting on, I paid nine dollars.
4: Hmm. Will it dissolve oh, when man. you wash it? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, some of these have already been washed. Oh yeah, um,
3: nice low cut gym. Oh, fuck yeah.
4: Dude.
1: So, for instance knock you've got the what nice, the shirt good. and uh i think and brandon you've got the lowers yep for the set i paid 21.90 with free shipping Put the lowers for a on, full brandon. set of lowers and uppers of this under <laughs> under layers and this is kind of like the venom <laughs> stuff um it's supposed to keep you cool and keep you dry and all that stuff
0: when i crashed yesterday i was wearing the nine dollar yamaha jersey
5: hey you gave me, how did it
0: protect you quite well. That's awesome. Um, Actually, wear your gear. I I popped up from that like no injuries. But that has been a very comfortable item.
1: I'm glad. And that's kind of my
5: point. And I'm your biggest critic.
1: I'm I'm trying to find (laughs) things on this site that bikers might be able to use right. and to put on like these under layers uh, uh for dirt biking or touring or anything.
5: How long did it take? Um, so it I want you
1: guys to look at the construction. Um and then there's another set here like that Emma has how long
4: did these take to arrive from uh, they, they take like
1: about a month.
4: Oh, okay. So there's another yeah. set. Long so
1: Bagel long. and Emma have the upper and lowers. Mm-hmm. I paid ten dollars and three cents for the entire set.
3: Wow. wow. I would wear these under my leathers. Like these so, unders that, that I've got here, totally I'd wear them. They're great.
4: They're wicking. I could feel it the wicking me. The biggest difference I can find between
1: the $21 and the $10 is the $21 has a label that tells you what size.
4: Right. <laughs> the $10 has no label. Yeah, there's
6: no label anywhere one. I mean, one that's size amazing. Just, that is amazing.
2: Just to confirm, if you get a Venom wicking layer mm-hmm. and you hold it up to the light. And You can actually see the construction. It's very very high-tech This you can still see the construction, but it's 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 clearly not quite as good Does that mean it won't
0: do the job? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know So here's what I'll say looking at the logo of my nice pink this is pink and black, kind of Mm a little 80s or 90s vibe Santa Cruz shirt. Mm -hmm. It's very comfortable, fits well. But they definitely are um, ripping off NHS. So NHS (laughs) is the Santa Cruz kind of graphics company in Santa Cruz that's responsible for a lot of the classic Santa Cruz logos. Mm -hmm. Screaming hand, going on forever, and they are definitely ripping off this logo. Yeah, but I'm just you know, it's so they off. <laughs> are. I just don't know how much you know is that a bad thing or not. I don't know, but it's a comfortable shirt.
1: So so far, my review is I would recommend either of these underlay under garments. Um, hey,
4: when you order another set. Uh, holler, holler at me! Uh, you want some give, me now. give me the fruitiest <laughs> one you can think of, and now uh, I'll, I'll send you some money.
1: And so, these, the, a so for instance, of uh, the expensive <laughs> ones, uh, the it says uh, breathable, tight, long tops and pants for summer mm. uh, jacket and pants, quick dry sports suit. So. Um, yeah i think that this is a win just if you want to have a bunch of sets mm-hmm. i'm still going to say i don't believe it's going to do the same job that the venom uh, undergarments do for the racetrack where it's really mm-hmm. critical um but i think for just general going for a ride and wanting to have some an underlayer because sometimes you want to change your gear out in the middle yep. of the ride yeah um or um, when i'm dirt biking i like to wear the the knee knee armor and mm-hmm. it it it's abrasive on my skin so having an underlayer is really nice um so i'm so far i'm like i'm liking these yeah
0: and, and i'll say the graphics are kind of fun you yeah, know it's well, not bad looking
1: and yeah. i still have some more vintage jerseys on the way here one i'm very excited about i'm mm. having fun buying jerseys <laughs> so jim you claiming you that know, one
4: you know what you need to buy is a Apparently. screw gun for yeah. the garage Oh, what a screw gun for the garage they're all toasted man uh driver Screwdriver, yeah. Screwdriver. Where, where did that come from? Okay. I don't you, know. I'm just gonna spend your money know. somewhere else
3: a little bit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so right. something
1: okay, did, like this
3: would probably be helpful on my iron butt ride, huh? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to borrow a set?
3: Uh, well, I don't know if you want them to with borrow? my balls wet, but no, just, I, like, <laughs> please, I'd be happy to just give, give them.
4: Reach back. them
7: first,
3: please.
1: Well, it depends if you're successful or not.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want the stink
6: of a loser around.
7: Oh, my God.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Only the stink of a winner.
4: That's right.
0: <laughs> but just like Hollywood Electrics, we'll sign it and put it up above the doorway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whose fairing is that up what? at Hollywood Electrics? Dude, you know whose fairing that is.
5: Who?
1: Who's. Okay.
3: Oh, it's Terry. You're That's doing right. it with the stink comparison. Like a so. Terry. <laughs> Charger.
0: Charger. <laughs> Does it have um, dog fur all So over
1: there's it? my AliExpress uh, review.
0: Lot of mercy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, we, I know we wanted to talk about your upcoming Iron, but we're running out of time, so yeah. well, let's talk about it when and if you're successful.
3: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Um, no pressure. Very
3: quickly, what are you doing uh, I'm hoping to do it next weekend if it's not too hot. If it's over 100 degrees, I am I'm I'm not going to do that again. That's just way okay, too yeah. painful. Cool. Good idea. Good luck, and, man.
6: and rough on the bike too.
1: But yeah. I but I do want to get. We have a lot of really good emails this week, and I want to get to them. Um, and the first one I have. This one I'm kind of excited about. This one is from Adam Jones, uh, and oh yeah, we got to read it in the accent. All right. Mm. Um, good day, gang.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> Blimey. This is a great start. Good,
1: good day, ride. gang. <laughs> Just thought I'd send you some photos from the Down <laughs> Under vibes.
0: <laughs> Not Australian uh, at all.
1: I'm a member of the Mildura Social Motorcycle Club, which has connections <laughs> with long riders Australia MC, which the Murray Bridge chapter asked us to put on a feed for the South Australian lady riders after they completed their leg from Adelaide to Mildura.
0: Is this a female accent or male?
1: (laughs) They rode in heavy, cold rain. Some also came all the way from Port Augusta. And this is referring to the Women Writers <laughs> World Relay. Hey it was a night of awe listening to their stories <laughs> and friendships made. I'm a regular listener and love the show. Currently have a 2007 Vulcan 900 Custom and a 97 Goldwing 1500 GL. Keep up the great work. My so I love service. it that he was able to go participate in Wurrwurr in Australia That's and took some great. Behind the scenes pictures ooh, I see, that I haven't seen. Ooh, can I see a picture? So that's that, awesome. I think it's really cool. It's where like, my two worlds are kind of colliding. Worlds you are know? colliding.
0: Dude, oh, look at know. that bonfire. Yeah, yeah that's Australian done. shit there. I know. Good day. Is it an upside down fire? Exactly. Are shrimp? That's great.
1: Um, all right, Knock.
4: All right, this one's called uh, Cheap Arses and Road Trips. Okay,
1: where's she from? Jim.
4: Uh, where is it from? I don't see anything. It, this is Katie Hall from. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, Liza. Katie from Australia. <laughs> hey? hey,
5: Katie. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's fucking <laughs> not
4: Canadian. Though so I know I got Bagel's got my back You're making me rethink hey. my position On Ginger's Bagel <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing I, I promise uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Canada <laughs> Don't feel too bad about being a cheap arse, Liza <laughs> I looked up the answer to your question regarding a Honda 750 on Wikipedia
1: <laughs> She's so, not from New Jersey I, I, um, I had some French hey in there. French And just to clarify, so this last week was the winner of our contest yeah. that I was too cheap to send her the prize So she looked
4: up the answers and then she felt like she was cheating so don't tell Emma <laughs> uh, oh. Anywho, <laughs> oh, man. I'm running the Sunday Eve of my setting out to join the fellow lady riders. Yeah! As we continue on with the Women's Rider World relay through Australia. I've got my license in February.
5: Yeah! And I this
4: am. year's, I'm relatively new to riding. I've certainly never ridden this long for consecutive days. Not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. It's
5: fucking
2: Paul Hogan!
4: <laughs> but I'm also kind of excited. I know that as soon as I get my bike in the you wind of my excited,
2: road, mate.
4: any anxieties will have melt away. Oh, no. <laughs> I
5: know.
4: Like
5: I you think you're doing Rosetta fucking awesome, dude. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like right.
4: I'm listening to like that Jason Stratham guy. Right? Right. I think that's one of the biggest reasons i become a biker. When you're forced to focus on the here and now, it's hard to worry about anything else, mate. <laughs> I remember you guys talking about a quote from Henry Fonda a couple of weeks ago, which had a similar sentiment. Well, that's enough from me. Wish me luck and keep up the awesome and very entertaining work, Katie Hall. P.S fuck you, knock!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. oh, it's just like you were there.
4: No, I mean, I closed my eyes. I was there. You know what? I'm going to listen to that part oh for like God. ever and ever. That was awesome. It's
1: <laughs> <Is laughs> Crocodile Dundee with a speech impediment. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, Mel Gibson is going to come after us and yeah, hunt and, uh, us down personally. She's gonna shit in my face. <laughs> yeah, so
1: she's out there writing, and I hope she's wearing her Emma's army uh she got one of the, the t-shirts yes oh, nice. yes
3: i think we should add that the gender awesome, into the uh reading all right bagel
1: what you chopper from all right
6: i have an email that's uh called 2020
1: tt oh what where are they from
6: they're from east tennessee
1: oh
5: yes I
6: do I need to read it in the air? Yes, yeah. let's go right.
5: Bengal. You are All the right. best at
6: this anyway. <laughs> the draw. Well, this is for, this is from John Webb. He says, "I found your podcast a few weeks ago and I've devoured these
4: shows. You got to talk slower. They talk All way right. slower All than right.
6: I slow. that." I found
0: your podcast a few weeks ago.
5: Right.
0: We said slow down and have devoured these shows. Just like that man I found on the side of the road the other day.
3: Oh, my God.
0: Oh,
4: my God. All
0: right, continue, continue
5: sir.
6: Uh, there, is, there is real meaty information here and enough real goofiness to keep it fun. <laughs> I recently procured a 77 Honda 754 that cool. had what could have been a serious engine trouble. The Kickstarter was locked. Yeah. After listening to a few shows that included the 754, I got seriously inspired, mostly by the iron-tailed Atlanta who came to Cali. Oh, uh, yeah. After soaking the cylinders in mystery oil for about a week, I removed the timing cover and gently applied some elbow grease to the nut at the end of the crank. Lord have mercy. <laughs> It moved very easily, and the kicker worked.
1: Bless his
5: nice, little heart.
1: Dude.
6: I added fuel, plugs, filters, new battery, and she sputtered life. Show sure enough. <laughs> After coughing a hairball or two, she purred like a kitten.
1: You don't say.
6: <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration. So here's the deal. Oh, You're so good, Bagel. Smoke weed every day.
1: <laughs> let him get through.
6: My wife and I are going to the Isle of Man TT race next year. Mm. I would love to take my regular ride along, an 03 Honda 919. I'm wondering if it's possible to fill a shipping container with bikes of other interested race goers bikes of other interested race goers' bikes and ship them ahead of time. Any thoughts? That's a great idea. I want Emma to come and live in Tennessee and just sit around <laughs> sipping tea or any other preferred beverage and tell me about motorcycles. What a treasure trove of knowledge she is. Oh I say. I've yet to travel to California, but there is a SF trip in the works late next year. All right. All right. Do it, do it, do I, it. I would love to figure out how to drive by for a spin around your neighborhood. The Please, train trestle sound train trestle ride sounds like fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anyone there happens to be headed to East Tennessee, hit me up. I would love to show anyone there what these hills have to offer on or off-road. Yeah. I could rattle on longer, but we'll shut up now. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to find your outcast slash podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep bringing the weird, JJ.
1: Oh, Yay. nice. What a great nice. email. Thank, you. Thank
2: JJ, you,
4: JJ. JJ. Please come slow. and
0: hang out. And well done, Bagel. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that right. was a good job. Don't, no Emma. Dealing with Emma. Yes, darling. What do you track. have
2: there? Okay, I have an email here from Neil Arnett. Hello from Texas. Texas. Hey, all right, Emma. Okay. <laughs> well, no, you know, you see, you've got to start off on the right vein. You got, to uh-uh. it from Texas. <laughs> Ooh, that's Texas oh. No, 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 friggin'. no. That's
0: Every Texan they're talking California. No,
2: I was, I was thumbing through Craig's last on the Dallas She's Fort Worth area,
7: that's
0: and crazy. came
2: across 1989 Honda GB 500. Whoa, <laughs> good bike. That's a cool bike. For a fairly decent, decent price. price. Well, what's that? What's a fairly decent this price? This bike has not running ten years. I'm told. Oh. I was having some issues. Shoes, when power. in Georgia but now. So his memory got
0: very fuzzy at that point. You sound like a drunk Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: No, can I carry on in the no, yes, because there's information here. Now look, That's now a
0: look. Cool bike, GB500.
2: I did a fairly in-depth pre-purchase inspection, and although it wasn't running, it isn't locked up um i fully realise that a 30 year old bike that's been sitting for 10 years is basically a complete restoration and
1: Qu- quite right too dale and hold on i want to i want to put which there I'm are cool with. there are bikes that nobody is allowed to personalize Yeah. and that is one of them Ooh. unless you're bobby well no hang <laughs> on <laughs> but, but, You're bobby no because we, we're coming to that okay um
2: He's got a lot of experience with the RFEC Honda singles. Okay, um, he's owned and rebuilt a number of XR600 and XL600R bikes. So, it's where his question comes in. I know I'm tearing into this engine, mm-hmm. that's a given. If there is significant damage, hopefully just top end, do I try to source the original 500cc parts, or do I put a 600cc top end on the thing?
1: That's what Mm. the mine had.
2: Mm. Right. In the short amount of reading I've done, it sounds fairly straightforward, as the GB500 was a sleeve down 600, correct? Yeah, I mean, it was, basically. Mm. Cut a long story Uh short. Um, But when... It was invented, you know, there was the XL500, and there was a lot of XL500 parts, there was a lot of XL600 parts in it, and, um, where are we? He's got a couple of spare XR600 engines on the shelf you can source parts from. Yeah, just put a top-end on one. Um,
1: Oh, I will say, though, if the seat and tank are missing, go ahead and modify it all you want. Yeah,
2: exactly. Mm -hmm. Um... Or option B is to simply find a donor XR650 and do a complete motor swap. Yeah. No, you know I'd, I'd put the 600 <coughs> top end on Yeah. It. 600. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a lot so, of fun.
1: So mine, uh, my GB500, it was a salvage title.
2: Yes. Mm.
1: Perfectly clean. All the whole, all the body, everything was. Per- yes, good. Not even a scratch in the seat. But it did have that engine. Uh, the, the swap, the head where was swap. What
4: was it? T- uh, what was it salvaged?
1: i don't know i bought it that way do you know what the th- only thing i find but the thing mm. i how i knew it was the the cylinder had some screw holes for something from the other bike that was bolted on oh it, no that's this the air in, that's the
2: secondary air injection yeah mm. so
1: this the gb didn't need it and it was like oh this is weird i got some screw holes for do, you know what the G-
2: do you know what the gb stands for
1: Yes. Great Britain. Britain. Yes.
2: No, it stands for gore blimey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gore blimey 500. Anyway. Good bang. Um, <laughs> while this isn't an up-the-butt bi- up bike for me, he would consider it a handy-in-the-alley bike. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. And one I've right.
2: always isn't wanted good, to have a try with. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, you know. mm. yeah. um, I ride my bike, so I'm not looking to do a museum <laughs> restoration. I mm-hmm. think a better description would be a resto mod and enjoy the thing. And I think I that would, is yeah. the, Look, I'm going to upset a lot of people now. Oh, no, mm, um, that fucking Um the GB500 is a nice but fundamentally flawed motorbike as a lot of bikes were from back in the day. You make it better.
1: You better defend that
2: statement. Mm-hmm. It was a fundamentally flawed bike. It was underpowered. Yep. Okay. Under brakes and under handling from the factory. Hmm. Fix hmm. it. Fix it. It's as yep. simple as that. Put decent bloody brakes on it. Mm-hmm. Put some gold valves mm-hmm. in the forks. Put some olins at the I, back. And put a 600 top end on it. I th- and just ride the crap out of
4: okay. it. Mm-hmm. I think if somebody looks at it and goes, hey, is that a GB500? Mm-hmm. And
2: if you still have done all those
4: mods, I think you made a successful mod.
1: Mo- mods to upgrade. me is is different from personalizing. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, there upgrades, a, upgrades, good, yeah. there is good
2: upgrades. Upgrades. There is a whole slew. One of my favorite genres Of superbikes There's a whole slew of these in England And what people are doing are taking early superbikes So that's (coughs) Z1s Mm -hmm. GS1000s GSX1100s Like I had and they're keeping original paint job and original bodywork and then putting just burly upside down forks on them and 17 yep. inch wheels and radial rubber and just like fucking loud four into ones and basically a very highly modified but original looking engine yeah. but the key is the original paintwork and bodywork so that you know what mm-hmm. it is <laughs> But it's obviously severely upgraded. Yeah. And I think they're just great. I mean, there's I a lot. I really yeah. do. They lend themselves. And you know one of the best looking bikes that lends itself to that? CB900. Yeah. They look so good. Uh, wait, an F or a C? An F.
4: Okay. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about like retro modern oh. modifications. Uh, oh, God, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like if you so, do it right, it'll look like mm-hmm. it's factory because, like, it's got the factory <clears> paint, <throat> but you got, like, these trick forks on there, sweet suspension, like, modern tire choices.
2: Yeah, so, uh, can yeah, I, yeah, may you know, I finish this, please? Hold on, I'm going to say just go ahead and throw a Goldwing motor in there. Yeah, there please. you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on the plus side, all the plastics are there and uncracked. The side nice. covers are in great shape, mm-hmm. and the tank only has a few small dents that I can live with. Cosmetically, it's in good shape. I seem to remember that some of the misfits of Adgall, Blimey, but I don't remember how they were like. Well, Liza liked hers. Yeah. Opinions always appreciated. Thanks again for the great podcast and helping me kill time on my drive through West Texas for work. Yeah. Neil Arnett. So, um, so, Neil, I apologize in advance for my appalling Texas accent. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, build it however the hell you want. Go look, on look,
4: eBay and see uh, what kind of upside-down forks
1: Hold can on,
2: for hold 500 on. 500 you know? Neil's the perfect hold owner because he knows those RV, RVFC engines.
1: Performance yeah. upgrades is one thing, but here where I want to get your opinion, honestly. The G B five hundred comes in one color and one color only. No, it came in two. Here in the States, the nineteen eighty nine. It came in two. Okay. The green and
2: black wasn't.
1: No, the black was green. Everyone thinks it's black. It's green. Oh really?
2: Yeah. Hmm. No, it came in it came in green and it came in the same color but with red. Red Hmm. tone.
1: Okay, so it looks black, but you hold a light to it; it it's green. green. And it, it's actually and a it, very dark green. So here's my thing: can, is, can somebody? Are, do you are you going to allow somebody to paint it any color they want? Oh hell, Russell, can it flat black?
5: Oh no, <laughs> no, no this is nervous. my point.
1: You if you have good, good dip. plastics and t- and tank on a on yeah, it do it, oh, it has on, to, on, to hang be hang that color. If if you have good plastics and you have good paint, why would you paint it? Right, exactly. you, you paint because, it. You paint it if they're trashed. He said it's got a dent in the tank. That's all right. Yeah, well, yeah but it, is so it you have, so have to repaint it, the tank uh, if you're going to make it. You know, better. wait a minute. How, so does I'm just does saying,
4: come off the dent. I mean, it sounds like it was no, because you're going to end up doing
1: some bondo or pulling the dent. Yeah, he said he's. I'm just saying. Please, if you are going to repaint it get as close to the original colour as possible and do the research and make sure you get the right colour which is a but special I'm not, I'm colour not, I'm not
2: even nah. sure I really agree oh. with that because there's no heritage Honda heritage that colour oh. what Honda did with that bike is they thought well what was a tasteful colour for British bikes back in the early 60s and this would have been it no British bike would ever have had a paint job that sophisticated mm-hmm. so they kind of came up in their own heads if you want to do a heritage Honda paint scheme paint the thing yellow with a white with a yellow flash paint the thing silver with a yellow flash on the tank
4: and And (laughs) And a red fairing yep you know that's Honda
2: colors um no if you're gonna do it but if you've got marginally uh, good original paint yeah just keep it
4: yes save save that money you would for paint or rattle can and get some forks and upgraded you know uh, Mm -hmm. rear shock or
2: something I, I think, you know, a bike like 17s. that would look really splendid, done as kind of a supermoto style. No! Spoke, well, no, just, you bear with me. I have to draw the line. Standard bodywork. So the standard gas tank, the standard plastics, the low front fender, but 17-inch wheels front and re- mm-hmm. rear with radial rubber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Big vented front disc, maybe upside down forks and Öhlins at the back. It' great looking bike. Unfortunately, that little list is quite a high dollar build. Mm-hmm.
1: So if it has but already <clears throat> been marred, like um, we helped uh, someone buy one, and uh, somebody had taken stripper to the tank and stripped it down to just bare metal and did mm. like a checkerboard stripe and all that. Ouch. Yeah, that's go to town, paint it white and silver if you want. I don't care if it's if that has been lost. Okay. But don't ever... Oh,
2: but you see, so but, but where's... They, so now you have to say, well, where's the arbitration? Because it's you're like, improving. You're improving. Yeah, but when do you draw the line that a tank is toast? I think, I think
1: we can talk if two it's, more hours about that If it's line. got a
2: couple of, you know, teaspoon-shaped dents in the tank... It's got to be worth saving.
1: If it's a uh, a CB750 DOHC, I think a drop of sweat on the tank qualifies to to paint it i don't care <laughs> but if it's an 89 gb 500 that bitch better be black green that's all i'm saying
2: no mm-hmm. you say i'm not a am nowhere near as touchy-feely about that I bike am, as you I am. i'm more inclined to keep the right. standard paint job on the 750f because i think they were so handsome said the
1: woman who painted her pacific coast bike with blue on the bottom
2: I think it was very nautical.
1: Yeah, exactly. It looked lovely.
2: My only yeah. thank you, and the only thing I regret that that bike was totaled before I replaced the handlebars with a ship's wheel.
5: <laughs>
6: You'd forgotten I, I was going to oh. do that. I think it went at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautiful bike. And and also, Eliza, when you tell people things like that, that they can't do that, and like you have to do it this way, that's only going to motivate them to yeah, do. Yeah, that's,
1: it. that's we're so. the, we're the other other way. Way. I'm, I'm going go, to go plasty dysty and no, no, no. We're I'm, setting ground rules here, and th- Don't
2: get me wrong. I mean, people I like GB500s, but I don't think they're a particularly sacred bike. Oh.
1: I really don't. All right, so I'm going to ask for a gimme on this one, and I'll let you have a gimme <laughs> okay. How about that. Yeah. All right, so please don't paint your GB500. That's all I have to say.
2: <laughs> all right, um. then.
1: Hey guys, another good show that we seem to just Pluck out of nowhere <laughs> Out of nowhere well, I,
2: No, I think the remarkable story here, Liza Is that you are still awake After still having awake. like zero sleep in three days
1: Yeah She's actually
4: uh, sleep waking She's like, she's having a waking <laughs> sleep right now
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't sleep Friday night at all oh, And
5: geez. had a couple she's hours of sleep She's actually hallucinating and then I had,
1: This morning I got up and there was a naked child saying Will you give me some clothes? <laughs> Please, I was, uh, I'm I was, so very hungry. I was sleeping in her room, so she couldn't get her clothes. She was more. just sitting there naked watching TV. Please, Liza, can I have some more? I had this I little naked mo- child come up to me. I'm can like, I have oh? some okay. more? Okay. Okay. Uh, Dickensian all right. nightmare. That's a, that's
6: a strange Airbnb <laughs> statement. <is it? laughs> Uh, uh. I
1: know. All right, but thanks again to um, to everyone who helped cover while I was gone. Yeah, I'm ma- I'm making sure I think very well because I have a whole bunch of things that are going to be coming up in a month. Yeah.
4: We did a lot of shit today. We didn't talk about it, but we did a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff done. I mean, it was, the garage wasn't busy,
7: but you know, it was cool. It was a great day.
1: Yeah, Daniel, it's good to see you. Awesome. Good to yeah, be so here. Yeah. So you're you're up from LA just visiting?
7: I uh, had uh, training again this training. year. Oh,
0: training, again. So, oh. can I uh, was. was Go ahead. One, one quick thing, but I want you to finish with him. Yeah. But what was up with the, this 80-year-old man rode up in shorts and a fucking Tommy Bahama on tri- shirt <laughs> on a, like a 69 Triumph wow. like a motherfucking uh, I, boss? I, Damn. I, I can
1: guess who that is. I missed what that. What was that all about, <laughs> Is this Emma? the
0: guy without a helmet? Dude, that guy was pimping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he... had fucking loafers on and shorts. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had some...
2: Electrical problems with his bike, some of which were uh, I was able to cure,
0: some of which were beyond curing. But the guy was kicking that bike over, and he's like eighty, like right. One, it was awesome. But
2: yeah, he was he was right on the brink. You you know, it's, it's physically you get to the stage where. You, you have to think well, Maybe it's time But he enjoyed Not that, that guy He enjoyed that bike so much mm. He just, you know
1: No, I, I know exactly What you're talking about when. Because I think about you that way too.
2: Yes, thank yeah.
1: you. But <laughs> I see you hunched over on that RF nine hundred going to LA, it's like really?
2: Spine like cut. back. you are not back. a
1: young person anymore. How are you doing that?
2: Yeah, well no, I mean twenty five year old superbike. Attitudes and drugs. With
4: a,
1: fi- <laughs> with, with, a 50, with a fifty with a fifty
2: seven year old M on it cruising at a hundred. Yeah. Please. What's wrong with that picture? <sighs> <laughs> and wild week- with me, Haring. wild and weekend. Me. Let me tell you, that's all right.
1: So let's just also give a big thanks to um, our Patreon. Supporters, thank you so much, and also you guys are the
2: bestest
1: to everyone who's been emailing in. We love these emails, and I would like to hear more from Australians.
3: <laughs> you know oh my. that way knock can do his Canadian accent. yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 hearing knock do an Australian accent, it's it's just an extraordinary effort.
1: But there's right. so many bikers. There's such an amazing biker community. I'd love yeah. to. I, no,
2: but it always has I to hear they more. Go there, we. I, I would I love to go there, go there, and, there and ride. And I
1: hear all they ride are. KZ900s is that true?
2: Well, you know they they did this film in 1975 Goose. um <laughs> and uh yeah it's uh, called stone yeah and everyone rode it <laughs> kz 900 in stone except for one guy who rode a norton commando mm-hmm. and was extremely good at wheelieing it yes, exactly. so um no i think that is compulsory one of my favorite posters from when i was a kid the original um singer from uh akadaka ACDC as they call them over there It was Bon Scott mm-hmm. there's a great picture of him sitting on his Z900 uh-huh. I think in downtown Sydney and it's such a nostalgic picture hmm. it was probably taken in like 79 and you just look at the picture and you think oh my god that is yep. such a wild time all
0: the stuff i see from down there it's like they know how to have a good time oh hell yeah <laughs> you know that <laughs> <laughs> I wanna go visit let's go i'm ready nice. <laughs> right. so
1: again i think uh, we're ready to get out of here thank you everyone for listening Thanks, we appreciate Daniel. it so we're coming, much
0: hanging.
7: Awesome down
1: And for hanging with us, yeah. Yeah. Alright, everyone. Good night. This is Liza. This
7: is Daniel. This is Doc. Bagel. Emma Darling. Naked Jim.
2: Brandon.
4: And we're out of here. Cool. 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 cool.